previously on Anything Goes. I'll tell you this, though. I don't really love imagining any man masturbating. Right. That's not hot to you? No. No, I didn't think it would be. There's (laughs) something. Not you particularly. I don't think any woman really finds it. Can I, can I ask, has, is, has Pete left the room? Or no, he's still here. Wait, I'm waiting for Rebecca to oh. turn around and look at me. <laughs> okay. What do you okay. think? I'll ask, I'll ask Pete the same disturbing. question. Hey, now, Pete, if there was a guy that you once went out with, and he came up to you and said, since we've broken up, Pete, right. uh, there's a, a dude on the internet that I found that reminds me of you. Well, for, I'd be so confused. <laughs> oh, my God. Was that, did I date a guy when I was in a blackout? for a while yeah now uh, <laughs> it was just one night but it was uh it, like you packed a lifetime into a night but would you be like okay first of all would you okay rebecca would you want to see the girl that he thinks looks like you that's in porno i me me uh, you would you'd look her up come yeah. on you wouldn't want to see oh who does make this sure she's like a third of? eye or like it's a bad Adam's no, I have a good example to answer this question okay. Do you, uh, there's a british show called survivors and it's about a virus that kills most of the world, and yes, then there's yes. like ten people left. Okay. And somebody, uh, the comedian Don Whitwell, said, "I watched the show Survivors, and there's a girl on that show that looks just like you." Right. So. And then Don Whitwell masturbated to it. Or you? It's possible. <laughs> it but is. I'm not going to speak for Don. Right. I like Don a lot. Sure. I'd be flattered if she um, masturbated. If she just the fact Dave does it, it's creepy. Okay. And now, let's get to a new exciting show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for some laughs? Are you? Get ready to try and shower the filth off. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? And Dave Martin. What have we got here? Fucking comedian. Can you dig it? All right. Hey, everybody. Or I don't know whether I should say everybody or one. I forget how the, what the rule is, but... Uh, welcome to the show. This is uh, Anything Goes for the week of August 21st, 2013. My name's Dave Martin. I'm call. I'm calling you. I felt like I was leaving a fucking <laughs> shitty voicemail message. I'm calling you to tell you that... Uh, Our show's still on the air. Uh, I'm available all week for yes. uh, spots and hosting positions mm-hmm. at the club. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I'm, we're, call, we're uh, from downtown Toronto. Uh, Darren Frost and I are yes. uh, in the booth together. Uh, like again, we are every single week. Not every single week. We've uh, we had, had a couple that, weeks off. Actually, had, uh, uh, two weeks off. Was yep. it two weeks? Yes. Uh, one was because it was a holiday. Yeah. And the other one was because Victoria had to go off and do something yes, for herself. Yes, our lovely producer had to uh, actually have some family time. <laughs> I know. I, I yeah. And I shouldn't scoff that. That. Uh, oh, oh what's uh, that? Doesn't affect me. Why should it affect ah. the show? People. You put, have family time every every time you buy a six what? pack of beer. Come oh, on. stop that. Come on. Um, uh, what did you? Uh, what's happened to you? A bunch of stuff happened to me since uh, I was gone. Uh, a fair uh, amount of stuff, yeah. Lawsuits. Uh, lawsuits yeah, I lawsuits definitely want to from, get into that. I don't know if I. I, I don't know how legally, much I want. Can you get, even talk about that? I don't know if uh, legally because uh, I, I'm still uh, going with the uh, excuse that I never got the first two letters from right, uh, right. from this lawyer that's trying to uh, sue you. Yeah, uh, sue me for uh, this uh, shoppers drug mart theft that yeah. I had. Anyone uh, who listens to the show and has listened to the last couple weeks.
weeks uh, leading up till now knows that uh, Dave has had, had a, a problem, incident? Yeah. an incident at a, a store where he accidentally uh, t- uh, took a candy bar. I had I, I had a bunch of shit in my arms. Yeah, and... People know the story, Dave. Okay. They listen to the show. And, I had a bunch of shit in my arms. You know, I put something in my pocket because I didn't have enough room in my arms. Right. Then I went to pay for things. I paid for it in cash, and then I uh, took out some uh, extra you money. Tell the story again. Cash. No, I'm not. No, no. I'm not going to. But anyways, yeah, I got. Go ahead. I, I got some. Uh, there's some lawsuits. Anyways, Lawsuit issues and a potential stalker. No, it's an injury. So you got caught. You went down in the basement of this store, and then you, you know, cops were involved, and everybody went home. Everybody thought it was over. You just weren't allowed back in that store for a year, and then you were uh, mailed two different pieces of paper, almost like a form of uh, extortion, right? Like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I should look up what extortion means first, but saying that if you um, don't, if you want to pay five hundred dollars now, oh right, yeah, well, yeah, okay, if that's yeah, well, I, I, it was very. Uh, it's corporate sneaky, extortion. Uh, very sneaky, very... But it, it sounded like a scam. You know, when yes. you read something that sounds a scam of just, like, put uh, $500 into this post office box right. and uh, don't speak of this again. And then uh, so I typed the name of the lawyer up. See, only then, you, Dave, would, uh, as someone who just uh, reads a letter like that, and it's a scam because you probably get letters like this all the time. Like, well, right, well... Put $500 in a, in a letter and mail it to me and we won't talk about the kid we just had. Like, well, shit no, like that. Uh, kind of. Yeah. But then also probably if someone else handed me this letter... And I read it, I'd be like, oh, fuck, man, you're in a lot of trouble. You're in fucking you trouble. Should, uh, but if it happens to me, I'm like, this is bullshit. It's a scam. I didn't do anything yeah. wrong. I spent an hour on the internet looking the shit up, and it yeah. was scary, man. I, brought in a, I bring a lot of joy in other people's lives yeah. through my jokes and things like that. I That's should right. be. Uh, there should be a few. This should be the Dave Martin show. I should be uh, allowed to commit a few crimes. Yeah. Uh, uh, what else has gone on? Um, so I went last week, my uh, son turned 10, and we took him to the Wizard of Oz, the uh, theater show, live uh, theater. Right. And it was amazing. Amazing. And afterwards, we were downtown Toronto, and I live in the East End, about a 10 or 15 minute car drive away. And we got into a cab, and it was a chain cab. Uh, so it wasn't like some independent thing. Oh, like a diamond or a Yeah, or right. Some something like that. Cab, I'm yeah. not going to want to say the taxi cab company name because the story is pretty horrible. So we're driving, and we're driving through Little India, and the cab driver. Um, who is African? Uh, he's playing African music. He's uh, what, African. Okay, what is African music? Well, it's you know, I, I'm just saying, it's, you know, it's 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 music very similar the to stuff his, Paul Simon uh, yes, stole in yes, the uh, mid yes, uh, late eighties. Okay. 80s. Anyways, and so we're driving, and he's saying extremely racist. Things while right. I was driving. Okay. Now, if it was just me and my wife, I would You'd be, be cheering okay. and adding to the conversation. Of course. Yeah. But I, you know, I got my twelve-year-old, ten-year-old uh, mind here. We have to mold to think racism is a bad and thing. And you want to put your own uh, pieces of racism? Into yes, his mind. my racism, not right. uh, okay. someone else's. So he's saying horrible things like, "You come to this country, you learn how to ride a bike, or drive a car, fuck face like this." And I'm like, <laughs> "What the?" Like he actually said that. Then he got he into an argument. Cool to me. He got into an argument with a driving a guy right. another car, and then he said, "What the fuck? And you fucking fuck!" And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! I got a kid back here. You know, he's ten. Right. And the guy's like, "Oh yes, you're right. You're right. Not like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I totally feel bad about this. A child shouldn't hear that. Oh, right. I stop now. And it's like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Like was he I a felt Neanderthal like, man. I felt of, like leaving. Like at that moment, if my kid wasn't tired, I was going to get out of the cab. And leave. Now, I guess my question to you is, 
Would you leave that cab if the if, if the driver did something like that? Was this like like throwing around racial slurs? Yeah. Oh no, not at all. You just sit back and enjoy it. Well, actually, okay. This actually, honestly, did happen to me once, and, and I, I don't know if I've ever said it on the show, but uh, I was driving. Uh, I was no, I was taking a cab uh, to the Rivoli, going down Queen Street, right? And the driver was this sort of like uh, you know scruffy looking white dude, uh, older guy, and. Um, then uh, he kind of gets cut off by a ca- a, ca- a car, and uh, and then he just and then he kind of yells something, and then he looks back at me, and um, <coughs> and he looks back at me, and he actually then kind of in this sort of like a uh, a white man secret agreement that we have, he kind of looks right. at me and goes fucking niggers, and then I was like, whoa, holy shit, how did how could you say that? Yeah, I'm saying that course. in my head, yeah, and but I for a moment I thought. Okay, this has to be a setup, right? Right. And so for a brief moment, I thought, okay, maybe I'm on some hidden camera show. Really? I honestly <laughs> fucking that did. Word? I <laughs> fucking really? did. No, I thought it might have been one of those John Sununu's like 2020 thing of like, how we do what it? do you... Well, not how we. That's the Howie Mandel piece of shit. But he's the other guy from that actually does the legit ones of like, how would you react? Oh, right. If we oh, got a day, bunch of people line, to be in a, NBC. Yeah. yeah. Like what a, would you do? It's what called. Would what would you do? Yeah. Right. What would you do if you're in a racist cab driver? So, right. Right. Uh, and so I'm sitting there going like, what should I say? Yeah. If anything, you say something. And, right. And and then so I thought, okay, you know what? All right, I'm on a hidden camera show. Let's let's uh, take this up a notch. And so I just lean up and I go, fucking right, man. Like, how do they get their life? And then he starts kind of giggling, so I'm sort of playing into this guy's racism. Oh, my God. And then uh, I'm like, okay, when's the big reveal? When's the camera coming out? Well, I thought, okay, when's the reveal? of Like, hey, we're on but, a hidden okay, camera show. Okay, and so he, he pulls over, I get out of the cab, and, and then I pay the guy, and then the cab just drives off, drives off, and I'm like... I just made yeah, a new friend with a racist. This, this is the stupidest story no, it's ever, not. Dave. Because it happened because, to me? No, because if, let's say it was a hidden camera show. Yeah. On camera, you're agreeing with the racist. If right. you thought it was an on-camera show, yeah. and you really did, you'd be totally going the other way with it. You no, motherfucker, I just, I, I was who the fuck for... do you think you are? No, I... Pull this cab over right now. I mean, that's what I would do regardless if well, it's a hidden you camera. you didn't do it. I had my kid there. He was well, tired. And you don't want to stand up to racism in front of your kid? No, when it's, not, you know, <laughs> I was tired. Yeah, that's exactly it, Dave. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure Dr. Martin Luther King sort of. Yeah, well, I'm tired. Sure, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna My go crash. I'm, I'm gonna go crash out in that hotel upstairs. But, and... Let me ask you this: uh, Would you hotel? Sorry. Would I be if I left that cab at that moment because of that? Do you think I should have had to pay for the cab service up to that point? Uh, well, not like you made a big stink out of the guy being a racist or swearing. No, in front but I'm of your saying, kid. I'm saying at that moment, right. if I had left the cab and said that we're not staying in this cab, do you think I should have to pay oh, for no, that cab? Oh no, no, you shouldn't. No, you shouldn't. Right, I right. don't think so either. Yeah. And my wife thinks that I should. Oh really? <laughs> she thinks you got service up to a certain point. Well, I'm not got... about to say fuck your wife, but no, I mean... but you know, we had a discussion about right, it. Yeah. And her point was she hated it too. Okay. But we did get a level, like legally speaking, right. we did have a level of service up to a point. Uh yeah, well, sure, yeah, but that's like I can think of a lot of examples but where like I'm the guy's restaurant, sort of I get up. crappy service from the waiter. The food's still good, but if the waiter's an asshole. Fuck it, I'm I want this service for free. Well, then you should call over the manager and right. just say, "Hey, this asshole was like." Do you think I, I should have called the cab company? I would have called the cab. Well, if I got out and I refused to pay, I would have called the cab company and just said, "You know what? You got right. a really disrespectful cab driver right, right here." But now but. I drove. We drove home. Now he knows where I live, so I can't. I can't. <laughs> I always get let off like a block away from my I house. Know, but so I got I my never, kid. I couldn't. Oh, your kid can't be an excuse for. 
life for you. Yes, it is. Well, I got. I guess you have three of them, so yeah. you could be like, "Oh, my new excuse. Yeah, yeah. Come over here, young man. So you're going to be the reason why I don't follow here, through here's with something, what, here's uh, something else. What's right? Uh, you know. So I was at my parents' trailer. I don't, <laughs> of course you were. I, I don't mean to brag. And uh, my my three year old's got this problem now. Wherever he gets angry, what he does is he just pulls his pants down and he pisses oh, shit. wherever he is. And, and he can gets, he do it on a dime? Like uh, uh, like whenever. At a moment's whenever notice. Yeah, yes. And he looks right at you while he's doing it, like oh. with this angry look on his face. Oh. So it's annoying as fuck. And luckily we're always outside when he's doing it. But this time he got into trouble at my parents' trailer. So oh, I sent this him okay. yeah, send him to this tree because we're at a park kind of area. The <laughs> family piss tree? No, but I sent him against like, a naughty tree. You punched your brother. Sit here. And I'm about 10 feet away, sitting in a circle with my other family around a campfire or starting a fire. It's around 8 o'clock at night. And he gets up and he drops his pants. And he starts trying to push out a shit right there, and his angry look on his face. Well, it's hard sometimes. And he's like, just looking at me like, fuck you, I'm going to do this right here. He like, I'm like, I turn to my wife, I'm like, is he trying to do a hate shit right here? Like, right here at this tree? I didn't know that. And my mom is like, what is he doing? And I'm like, I think he's trying to take a shit. And, okay. And, like, I had to deal with it. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? Well, okay. It's awkward. Well, yeah, of course it is, but like he didn't, he didn't pick it up and throw it at you afterwards or <laughs> no, into the family fire and yeah. the, around the campfire or anything. But it's like uh, but crazy. We, uh, but uh, has he given any explanation for why he does this in the first place? Explanation? He's three and a half years old. Fucking oh. to him, an explanation is, you know, I'm not going to cry now if I keep doing this. So what do you want to cry? Well, and or how that? do you? Well, okay. Well, you can't really reason with a three and a half year old yet. But what's that? What's that theory of thought that if you uh, act uh, aggressively and say no, you don't. Fucking do well. You yeah. don't. You don't so, do no, this. You don't fucking do that. You don't fucking do don't this. Don't fucking do that. Three and a half year old. You should. I, would, I like I, the style, Dave. I would have grabbed your kid by your sh the shoulders. Yeah. Just go. You know what? Your mommy and I are not that attached to you. Seriously, you've been a fucking pain in the ass. Yes. The first two are pretty good. We can yeah. hold on to them. That's we can great, give Dave. you give you away quickly. But I mean, but but how do you re but you react like this is no big deal. And yeah. then and then he'll be like, oh well, no, obviously the pissing doesn't work. You don't have to make it a big deal because then he's going to be like, oh well, now I'll, I know what to do to get my yeah, what I want. Yeah, push the buttons. Right, Kids are yeah. smart; they know. <laughs> Just like we know how to push each other's buttons, Dave. And on that note, we're going to go to a oh, break. I got a lot we'll of have lots awkwardly stuff things, things to tell. We have uh, two guests this week. We'll talk to some of the stuff with them. We don't have to talk really always about what they're here for. They can jam with us about things too. Oh, no, we should say who's here. Though. Yeah, well, I'm going to. Okay. Okay. Uh, today's guests, uh, we have uh, two this week. Uh, Jay Martin, who is uh, starring and producing a show at the Queen Elizabeth Theater with two other comedians, Three the Hard Way. We will be talking to him after the break. And during the final uh, segment of the show, we have Graham Kay here, the host of uh, Sport Bras on uh, Canada Last at 3 p.m. on Sundays and a comedian in his own right. So we'll be talking to him in the third segment. And until then, keep well, uh, uh, the dial here. Can we give you just a quick shout out to the uh, our friend from The Amazing Race? who is uh, qualified. I think he's one sure, of the fan absolutely. favorites. Sure, absolutely. If you listened to a couple weeks ago, we talked to Jody Middick, uh, who is uh, part of the, one of the teams of uh, Amazing Race Canada, and he is still in the Amazing Race. I think they're at episode four or five now, and he's still in the race. So uh, please uh, go to Twitter. I know he's on Twitter, and he's got a huge following, and he's Twittering uh, during all the shows. So follow him or go to Jody Middick's website. Just go to Google, put his name in there. It's M-I-T-I-C. And uh, that's it. And uh, we're going to come back from the break. When we do, we'll have Jay Martin in the studio. Yeah, he, yeah, he got his legs blown up. He did. Yeah, he, well, now he's, and he's winning. Yeah. Putting the word rap in rape. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin.
Hey, this is Doug Stanhope, and you're listening to Darren Frost and Friends on Anything Goes XM Radio. Even when you're a star, a punch in the head is still a punch in the head. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. All right, we are back from the break. Uh, this is Anything Goes for the week of August 21st, 2013. Um, we are, uh, we're back after a bit of a, a two-week break. Yep. Hiatus. Isn't, is there an amount of time that's attached to I don't know. a hiatus so it can be officially I a hiatus? worry about words like you do, like that. Well, I do, because they Every mean single things. Time. Uh, in the studio, joining us, uh, our first guest uh, is doing a show at the Queen Elizabeth Theatre on the uh, CNE grounds. It is Three the Hard Way with uh, J. Martin Trix and Jean Paul, and the date is Saturday, September 14th. Uh, John Paul has been on the show twice. He's a very good friend of mine. And, uh, of course, I've seen Trix uh, many times perform. Uh, but J. Martin, Martin, I just met for the first time today, and he's in the studio. Welcome to the show, Jay. How you doing? Hey, man, I'm cool. Thanks for having me. I have seen your work. Even though you've not seen mine, and that's good, right? Because you're good. You're real good. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank and you. And your name flies around all over the city, so that's well. Cool. I don't know if that's always a good thing, but <laughs> uh, Jean Paul says I'm one of the funniest white people that he knows, right? And I don't feel bad whenever he says that. Right. I never feel like, hey, well, why hey, can't I just be one of the funniest funny. people? You know? Now nah, we got to put it in the category. <laughs> is, is that a black thing to put <laughs> into a category? That's what we do. Is we categorize things. Like black people got to be like, he's the fastest black runner. He's the fastest white runner. Like y'all got to separate. This. <laughs> I know that's always one thing. I don't know, uh, but there's also, there's also like a Jewish Olympics. I always thought that was weird too. And the gayest and the gay Olympics where they're right. like, I'm yes. the fastest Jew or and or, or I'm the fastest gay man in the world. There right. You go. I think I think being a fast gay man would be. Uh, more of a uh, higher quality because then you ah, could run yes. away from, but not. I don't know about the fastest Jew <laughs> yeah, in the world. Right. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's always I love this show. Y'all go in. <laughs> and then whenever I see whenever I see tricks on stage, yes. my, I always think, oh, why can't I do that? Hey, why man, he's an animal. <laughs> that's a beast right there. I don't. I'm. It's it's. It's one of those things I can't get that mad at because I know that like I've seen him really kill, right. and I'm always like, oh, uh, damn it! I wish why can't I? And then I'm always like, well, it's not like not well, like you're black you and you're in the same category. Yeah, for, first of all, you don't have the personality tricks does, so you no. can pull it off. That's no, a lot. I'm, that's a lot. I'm not saying that's everything about tricks, but that's a lar- large part of tricks' yes. thing is it's he's got a lot of personality, yes. and people want to hear what he has to say. True. When it comes indeed. to me and you, Dave, it's we're forcing it on people. So <laughs> that's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, you can't force charm. You can't. You can't. Is that force what it, it is? You yeah. think so? No, he's very yeah. charming. No, he's very charming. Okay. Because yeah. tricks, tricks will tell you that I've been on a show. Tricks will walk in and be like, "Hey, light skinned people die." I don't find that charming. That's my boyfriend. No, but, he, but, he knows but also, how to do it. Right? Yeah, but I think if Trick says it, no one's like. I think he's gonna do it. I think yeah. he's gonna. But I think there's and things. That's the charm. Well, but then yeah. But then there's hateful things that Darren and I have said. And People I think, like, I think he's gonna like, do that. I yeah. think he's gonna really. He's <laughs> always like, I don't think I'm gonna say hi after him after the show. That's but, true. But that's the difference. That's why we play uh, basement comedy clubs, and you guys are playing <laughs> at the Queen Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth Theater. Theater. Um, you said two thousand people, and I'm like, that's yes, not that insane, is, yeah. but well, that's. Well, a lot yeah, more than... that's what we average, yo. What's wrong with white people? Y'all yeah. don't know that? Yeah, no. I'm I, kidding. And, you know, the thing is about all three of you, and I've, uh, a very good friend of mine, Kenny Robinson, is hosting this show. Yeah, I know. Godfather uh, right you are there. referring to him as the Godfather comedy. I would definitely agree with that. Um, and he speaks very highly of all three of you guys. Right. And I think it's great um, that... 
for many years, I think that uh, in Canada, for some reason, we've kind of been behind the times when it comes to America and the way they treat their comedy. Right. Whether they're breaking off into their own groups and doing, I'm not going to just do comedy clubs. Right. I'm going to try to make it on my own and do it on my own thing. Right. And I think this is, and I know your name has been synonymous with doing this for many years, and that's why right. I asked you beforehand how right. many of these types of shows you've done. Yeah. And you said it's got to be over 20. Right. I know that you're also responsible for bringing in some pretty big names as well yes. who normally would not come to Toronto. Now, my question and all this preamble is no why do you think <laughs> a lot of the big comics may miss toronto is it just a matter of finding a promoter right. like yourself to bring them in yes. or it's just not a matter of on their scope or well, radar let's let's be clear right now every last one of them know about the city they love the sure city. of course uh it's who gets them out here and right it's now if you're gonna go to like a live nations or someone who's gonna bring maybe cedric the entertainer out here they don't know who to target to get to that audience that's right. not just mainstream to get there. Right, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. And I seem to have had a formula right now that knows That's that. working, so sure. when I'm bringing Cedric, Eddie Griffin, or all these guys, I know exactly in my hood, call it, uh, right. for lack of a better word, I no, know. Yeah, I no, know. that's a, I, 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 well, there's, that's the way I'm going to put it, my yeah, people's, my yeah, hood. Yeah, you know, you have know to know to your to audience. Yeah, there's no difference. Everyone says that, whether it's a movie, yeah. or a game, or a toy. You have to know the audience that wants Trust to me, buy that do. product. I was, I was about to say there's no white hood, but I mean, that <laughs> really... joking? As, I, <laughs> no, as it was coming out, you're like... hood, then I guess... Trust But me. that's like a... There's some very... Hey, I've walked through some white areas myself. Don't even play. This is Toronto. You get jacked by just about anywhere. And the white guy will beat you up with a Jamaican accent. Yeah, okay. of course he will. Don't play some. Yeah. <laughs> now i got to watch out for cornrows. That's when it comes to white dudes. I'll be like, yeah, yeah I... Uh, corn I know some people. Cornbread, like I'm telling you, they come in. Now, come when in. you book a show, and and, and the reason, because I know some people have been to some of your shows, right. and and I'm not saying this is a, a bad quality, no. but sometimes you you book strong openers, and they may not bury the headliner, but right. they are the star of the show, right? Right. So I know Trix is a very strong comic, very much, right? Enough so that. is there ever a time where you're like, you know what? I know this guy. I know that if I put something too high energy before him, right. which isn't. That does not. That's not a matter of they're a better comedian. No. It's just it's a bad mix. Right. Or maybe I put a higher energy earlier in the show. Right. Like how conscious did it take you a couple shows to kind of figure that out? Well, yeah, you're so. That's a wicked question, D. Um, you're right because there's some shows we have, especially now, a lot of promoters that aren't like if I'm not bringing them, I'm seeing guys that are bringing up yes. people um, from thing. Ashley Larry was up the other month, and me and. Even me and Trix opened up for uh, Tracy Morgan. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, we like the local acts. And and it's 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 to pick that guy. We know that Trix is high energy. Sure. He's like kaboom. Yeah. I'm in the middle, and John Paul's that mellow guy. Right, right. And and you really got to pick the right formula for who's opening up, because we were even talking in the back before about Aerie Spears. Yeah. He couldn't handle the heat that Rouse was bringing. Right. It's where you are, that right. town really loves who who's coming and they hear us often we know them we've earned their respect so they're going to compare us when we're opening for mike epps oh man we know about the city so when you right. open for mike epps and he hears me tricks or john paul we know what to say to these guys and everyone's like coming out of there and we're oh. toronto we're the hater capital of the world sure. so when they come out and be like you know you was funny to mike epps we gotta get gassed on that but 
It's hard. Man. Yeah. It's hard. But there's also that whole, the whole idea of I always call it the 80-20 rule. There's always be 20% who doesn't like you on the show. Of course. And so they're going to think, you know, uh, Trix is the better, better comic. John and, Paul did better. Right. There's always going to be someone who thinks yeah. someone else on the show was the best, even exactly. more so than the headliner. And you know what's funny? As comedians, when we're all on the show, we don't really look for who's the best. We know we want to deliver our set. You want to kill. You sure, always of course. Want to kill. Yeah. Nobody doesn't want to not kill. But we don't come in there going, uh, at least I go in there knowing that I've got my fan base. Right. Um, I love my brothers, Trix and John Paul are my boys, but I've done a thousand in myself on my own right. No, I know, yeah. They've done their their, their thousand, own thing their and five hundreds. Yeah. yeah. We've all sold out our theaters and we've all done good. So we all have our fan base and that night I think is gonna be something special because when you mix the fans in, sure, they're all get three that. together. You're yeah. Get someone who's gonna be like, This was my favorite. Right. But we're coming three the hard way. That's the title for a reason. Right. All of us are coming hard. All of us wanna win. Everyone wants that 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 standing ovation. So It'll be from different types of quality. Up till now, obviously this show is an important show, but before that, mm -hmm. what was probably the most, I don't want to say the, the biggest response you got from a crowd for a whole show that you did, but is there one that kind of stands out that uh, is like, you know, wow, this was, this is why I do this. Right. Obviously you do it for rent and you do it for money. <laughs> you know, Big everybody time. has to, but Big there's time. always that where the planets align and you're like, this was, it could even been a really hard show to put together for some right. bullshit reason. Planes yes. don't make it, you know, travel problems, whatever. Yes. But then at the end of it, you're like, even though there was a bunch of bullshit, mm -hmm. this was worth it. Is there one that kind of, uh, I would out? say, I would say yes. Uh, Cedric, the entertainer would right. be that one. Uh, I went through a lot. Like that was my biggest one. He's one of the Kings of comedy. Of course. Um, you know, if you do it again, you probably change it. Cause I found a lot of people were like, Oh, Jay's bringing Cedric. And, uh, they feel like when you're paying the tickets, the money's going to Jay. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, and yeah. you got that. I I'd love yeah. your show, but Cedric wants a hundred. I just paid twenty five to see you. Well, I'm like, he's worth seventy five more bucks. Of course, yeah. Uh, but when I got through that and found the money to make it happen, and I paid the rent, yeah, and everything went through to be able to perform after that. We were talking about that earlier, Dave. Like, put the show together, yeah. Run around, who needs tickets, and then go out there and be funny to hear someone say, you know, you weren't the funniest. That sucks. But that show, I brought the heat. Um, I paid the bills. Yeah, that was a that was one that I put under my belt. Yeah, did a lot of like work, but again? it paid off, and it was well, all a lot for of the, work yeah. on my gut. I lost weight, boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, what, that happens. What? Uh, what? Are, okay, this is off. Uh, uh, going in a different direction, but what is? Uh, what happened to that? It was a rumor that Mike Epps was going to be doing the Richard Pryor bio. Did you ever right. hear that? I heard that fully. I heard I, that like and ages then it just ago. Dwindled off. Why I do you think know. that dwindles off? I couldn't even tell you. My personal opinion is that my experiences with Mike is were minimal but i think mike's working on a lot of things right, right. he's got his head everywhere and sure you got a zone in to for something like Richard that Pryor. yeah yeah you yeah. really got a zone in right and i think he's got a lot of his plates and that's pretty iconic i mean you want to make sure you're in the right headspace you have enough time to prepare i mean uh, there's already been other kind of movies like jojo dancer and well, other but things. yeah but that's how can you beat uh Richard Pryor playing himself in exactly. Jojo Dance But that's, Your Life that's is my calling. point. That's yeah. why you even want to be more. Make sure you're well, doing it thing. right. It's a job everybody wants and yes. nobody wants. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? That do, uh, do you make a, uh, in Toronto, they have a, a festival every year of uh, Carabana. Or uh, what is it even called now? It's like. It's called the Scotiabank something Caribbean Festival. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't even do know even, that. Why does Scotiabank, I mean, I know that if they sponsor it, I get they that. They pay. They pay. That's but what Why happens. do they have their name on it? I'm like. That's what happens, man. That's what makes the world go around. No matter what they call it, like here. 
here, we're going to call it Caravan. Right. Yeah. I don't care. I, yeah. And the same thing would happen with the Gay Pride Parade. You can call it the Scotiabank Gay Pride Parade. It's still the Gay Parade. Right. If it and it's still Skydome for me. It's not the Gay Rogers Back. Center. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. Some things are iconic. Uh, they give Ryerson the new Maple Leaf Gardens. Good luck with that. That's the gardens, man. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you can call it what you want. So yeah. I, I always laugh at these people that pour money into stuff and inspect the whole why, why do I still feel guilty when I don't go to Caravana? You know what your problem is? Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you straight. <laughs> okay. Because we share the same last name, right? So yeah. Have, yeah. So your, your, your father owned my father. And... <laughs> Okay. So, yeah, no, Rats. I, well, Rats. Way back. Way back. I'm not throwing you under that bus. Okay. Yet, but I'm going to tell you why you, don't, why you don't go to care about it. I bet your shirt costs more than mine, though. So. <laughs> yeah. You're throw him under the back of the bus. If you're going to throw him under the back, back of the bus. bus. Because he gets this feeling, right? When he sees a black woman walk by and he sees the booty, he's like, one day, if you haven't tapped a black ass yet, you want to tap it. Sure. Now you're here at Carabana and every ass you want to tap. You don't want to place yourself in that situation where you're like, it does worry me. Everybody. Because you can't, because you know, I've had those, I, I've had those moments where I'm like wearing, uh, or, I did it. I've had, I've had those moments where I think I'm wearing sunglasses, right? By maybe, <laughs> my, maybe smoked half a joint, and right. then I realize, oh shit, I am not wearing sunglasses, and, and I probably should not glare exactly. Right yeah. But and then sometimes I feel like I should go up and actually tell the tell girl, them. do you know, do you know what you've got behind you? You know, what and you're that would around? work in your favor. Just Just really though, thinking, you know what, you guys, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna touch this for a little second here. You have no idea how many how many chocolate sisters want you white brothers. No, okay, now I understand sure. that, but you'd, I, I you'd don't have like, no idea. Every white so guy has always been like, not like it's like so like that we're like collecting pelts or something like that. Right, right, and right. And we're just like, oh, I want to be with a black woman. <laughs> right. But does a black woman ever think of like, oh, I'm gonna do this white guy a charity thing? I'm gonna let him have me tonight, <laughs> so he can go to his friends and say how good I was. Actually, yeah. yes, All right? yeah. really? yes, yes, oh, shit. yes. Okay. A I, world I, vision I, of fucking. That's <laughs> what you're talking about. World vision. I love it. Fucking for this, Dave Martin. I would, this That's guy, the commercial this I want to see. Uh, this guy brought a charity yeah. into your a vision of sexual fucking. life. Of yeah. yes. For the cost of one coffee cup a day. Yes, we can get Dave can, Martin laid by different nationality every single week. Just need a, a plane no, ticket yes. and a, a pillow somewhere. <laughs> Worldvisionoffucking.com But you know what? But, and this is no by no means homophobic, but I don't, I don't feel any guilt when I avoid the gay pride parade. I don't feel anything like oh, that. Oh, you know, you're talking about the, the comparison to comparing, Caravan. Now. I'm comparing oh, I'm, parades. You're now. comparing um, Caravan and the gay people. Well, no, no, not saying he, he feels bad about Caravan, oh, but he doesn't okay. feel bad about yeah. the gay okay, pride. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. But I always feel like I, uh, you know, I, you know what? Let's do a half of Caravan. Don't devote the day to it. Okay. Let's do a half one. Half what I love about it. Caravan, it's so funny. It's not <laughs> even. It's on the other side of the of town for Caravan. No, no, no. But here's the thing. Like I have to drive through town to get to a gig, this Caravan, and it's nowhere near this road but it's it's like in terms of it doesn't affect the road traffic at all but, but it was bumper to bumper because everyone is just kind of staring at the people going to Caravana right. and they're not going to Caravana but it but just it, caused it a gridlock yes. just because they were near it it was it's the like, funniest it's like thing a, you were like damn this Caravana it was like African Lion Safari for white people they just drive by it from was a like, safe distance it was hilarious <laughs> yeah. like all these people don't roll down like, your oh, windows look or at the parades on let's not go out there and walk around I swear to God John Paul would be dying right now don't African walk around. Yeah. Don't far. put your window down. They'll yeah, fucking wreck exactly. our antenna. They're gonna wreck our antenna. Uh, but but I, I always want. I support. But I just I. You kill me. Do you, could you could you, would you? I, I, do you ever feel any if when you see like a a, a a white family sort of like huddled in a ball because they're they huddled in a ball. They've uh, yeah. bought Bob Marley's greatest hits and they're sort of like I like that what that gentleman's doing. I know, and then do you, you feel like going up to them? Good for you, Bray. You're brave for coming out. 
here. And they're I like, oh, assumed, thank you, approachable black man. I but, just assumed that the cottage wasn't available that weekend. That's we it, yeah. I'll believe that yeah. all of you guys are like, you guys know cottage. what weekend this is. Yeah. You Fuck. guys call it cottage weekend. Yeah. We call it get the hell out of town weekend because <laughs> yeah. they all about to take it over. I can't do the cottage thing either. I've seen no? too many horror movies where yeah. I'm like, if, I, if I'm out <laughs> in the forest and yeah. I step on a branch twice, not, I'm always yes. like the third thing that makes a noise is going to kill me. Yeah. I can't do it. I can't do I'm it. I'm surprised. I thought you guys had to do it. Like, learn to swim, I, go to a cottage. I thought those were two white prerequisites. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Learn yes. To, okay. And then we go, we turn on the TV and watch World Vision of Fucking. That's, I don't, that's uh, how I, we wrap it up. I don't get invited out to a lot of places. So yeah. Well, imagine that. a lot of breakable get items. Get a couple more kids and a, and a wife and huddle at Caravana and have a Bob Marley record and then and your dream would come true. I would be, I wouldn't, I would, I'd be like, honey, come on. Let's, uh, Let's go look at the booty. Yeah. Let's go look at the booty, honey. Yeah. You're the best. Uh, okay, so we have to uh, wrap this up. So yeah. Saturday, September 14th. Could you uh, sell booty implants at Caravana to like white chicks? You could. You could. So they could fit in? Oh, shit, yeah. In the pants. They're built into the pants now. They're already there. Three the hard way. Jay Martin, Tricks, and Jean Paul. Uh, you yeah. can get early bird tickets for only thirty dollars. Is that yes, correct, Sil? That's right. At TicketGateway.com. TicketGateway.com. Yes. And uh, the three websites to go check out so you can watch the clips of these guys and realize why it's worth the money. JayMartin.tv, TricksWorld.com, and JeanPaulComedy.com. So please, if you're interested, go to the Queen Elizabeth Theater on September fourteenth for Three the Hard yes, Way. Yes, and get your tickets in advance because I'm going to say. What's under- the post after? What's the early birds thirty? Then what does it go up no, to? No, we're staying at thirty. We're gonna- Stay at 30. Like, okay. We got some VIPs at 35, but okay. they're already sold out. Uh, I believe that the show will sell out. So if you're hearing this, go and get your tickets. Absolutely, because we be and in a couple weeks out. we're gonna have tricks and Jean Paul uh, in the hot seat. So we'll uh, right. we'll let uh, unleash Dave on them and the world vision of fucking. If, so, I, yes. if I go down to the show, is everyone gonna think I'm an undercover cop? Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. We watch you there. You better be there, Dave, because I'm gonna shout you out. I'm like, I can't, yes. Can I wear something on a shirt that says I'm approved by you and Jean Paul? <laughs> you are. I'm, you know what the joke is? No. I see you anywhere. I'm performing. I'm a, I'm a sick of black girl. I'm okay, gonna I'm gonna get a, the booty. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a T-shirt with like maybe you and and John Paul on either side. Besides, gonna, like yeah, all with right, thumbs up. Right. And then actually, and then if you guys can point at me by going thumbs up too, he's then I'll be right. like yeah. Yeah, we'll get yeah. that shirt made. Make all right, I'm Jay Martin. Thanks, Jay Martin. Thanks, right, thank you so much for coming, me, down. fellas, Cheers. man. Cheers. Like the pillow, it's going in dry. This is anything goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. This is Ernest Borgnine. You're listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost on Laugh Attack XM Radio. Thank you. Smoother than a stripper's area. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. All right, we are back from the break. That was uh, a break, and we had uh, Jay Martin, Martin. before. Yes, I asked a number of uh, Caravana and uh, Black questions yes. that I didn't yeah. think were that. What's really awkward. weird is Jay Martin is Asian, so I don't know what <laughs> is going to happen mm-hmm. uh, in people's minds when they re-listen to that with the, the picture of an Asian. 
very uh, that classic kid. Korean name, Martin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we, we, we got a photo of uh, of Jay pointing at me in approval. So yes. that's right. I'll blow yeah. that up and wear it on a T-shirt. No, I uh, when uh, well, I, let's I, introduce in the studio. Oh, right, our, okay. our next guest is here. He's the host of uh, Sirius XM's Canada Laugh Show called Sport Bras. We co-host yeah. it with uh, Dylan Gott, another comedian who's been on the show before. Oh, yeah. And uh, he's here. Graham K is here, sitting in, and we're going to chat and oh, all that. How you doing, yeah. Graham? I'm I'm doing great. I had a great day. You had a good <laughs> that's day. Wonderful. That's that's a good way to start. Yeah. yeah. Is, is that supposed to is the name of the show supposed to be pronounced Sports Bras or Sports Bras? Yeah. It's uh, either way. It's, it's like kind a of double a, it's thing. A pun. They're called yeah. puns. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, the things. Puns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know what I didn't get to mention when Jay was on? I just thought it was very more stuff about black people. More, more, <laughs> and more when black he left, stuff. you asked him one more black question. <laughs> I yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, asked I, him, I black man. <laughs> well, I, look, can I, I ask have, you about your perspective on something very white? I have not. I, you, you clearly had not talked to a black person in like no, a, a long month, time. and you had a lot of questions yeah, bottled up. Yes, <laughs> waiting. Well, when yeah. when women and gay Dave men was very pre-black orgasmic. There. Well, yeah. when when gay people come in, I got my gay questions. And yeah, you get your gay come on. In, have, you get your gay on. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I get my gay on. I just I, I don't know if that's the right way. To, <laughs> yeah, it is with Dave. Trust yeah. me. <laughs> okay. But I spent a lot of time in here. I know. When I said that there weren't any black hood, when he when I said there aren't any he white hoods, he didn't catch my KKK reference. I was not. Oh, I get it now. That's very. Funny. That's, yeah. that's one of them double things. Yeah, yeah kind like of. sport bras. Yeah, yeah. But I did think that was. Uh, he gets it. Yeah. I, I've gotten zero reaction whenever I've, I've done it on stage. But at the Caravana Parade, there was one death this year, and a oh, guy, this is going to be funny already. I, well, a, a guy fell off of a uh, uh, fell off one of the uh, the, the floats. floats. Yeah. And I just thought it was very funny or ironic to be crushed by to death by something called a float. Right. Didn't you? I thought that was that's yeah. another double entendre thing there. Yeah. I don't know. Or a shitty joke, which I'm just going to call yeah, double both, entendre. Both. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that is funny. <laughs> I do. I do think that's funny. I, uh, I just, but I, yeah. when when we were just coming back into the break, I, yeah. I, I had a moment of like, oh, man. And, I, I, and it's because uh, I came back from a, a gig in Sault Ste. Marie, and I had a remarkably sweaty ass for the drive back. And then I was like, why don't they make chairs that, uh, car seats that cool down as opposed uh, to heat, heat up? up. Right. Why don't they do that? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, we don't. Yeah. Okay, I thought I someone was going to have. An I didn't answer. know this show turned into an invention show, but that's think, that's something that needs to be done. I I feel I don't know. It would feel good for a for a <laughs> for a, just a brief moment, and right. then it would be a horrific experience. Yeah. Well, then just it was. Well, that's why I love Pete oh. Zedlacker's bit about when he didn't. If you don't know it's a car seat and it warms, right. He literally's like he yeah. feels like did I just piss myself? Like yeah. that's what it does feel yeah. like. Yeah. That is well, I think it would go from an either if it's warm, you'd be like, did I shit myself? Piss shit, or then right. when it cools down. Then it'd be like, oh man, I pissed myself. I'm sitting in piss now. I, yeah. I just pissed, and then I, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm Mr. Freezy on my bag. Yeah. This is nice. This is well. I know that well. Cause, well, Zedlacker and I got in, almost into a car accident on the way home from a a shit show uh, in like Stratford or Ontario or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the car kind of spun out. We we're on some black ice uh, and uh, black guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? we were on some black Why guys. Why did you ask Jay Martin about black guys? We were on some black that's guys. Something you forgot? Oh, that's a Gilson Lubin joke. Oh, okay. the, uh, oh right. No, we were, and then uh, then we drove over a uh, a manhole that must have been a sewer grate, uh, as most of them are, and uh, and then so there was this incredible stench of shit in the car, and then Pete asked me if I shit my pants because we just did survive an accident. Right. But, Fair enough. Yeah. 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 Well, 
That, now you were talking in between the break. We were talking about uh, the Lindsay Lohan uh, Oprah oh, interview, and you wanted yeah. to talk about this a well, little bit. Well, so. I, I just saw a couple of things uh, people posting about how how brave it is for her to go on Oprah Winfrey and be a part of this reality show to, for right. treatment and stuff. And then uh, I heard on the radio today that she's getting two million dollars to right. do this whole so reality brave. show. So brave. That is very yeah. brave of her to throw herself out like that for yeah. two million. Bucks. I'm not that brave. She's no. It also helps her. <laughs> well, I I love it, that like, one episode it. at a time. Yeah, the I, I love that excuse of like yeah. I decided to tell my story so it would help other people. Yeah, mm-hmm. a- anyone else that is in the same situation that Lindsay Lohan is in. Is anyone else uh, a rich young millionaire egomaniac that has two <laughs> fucking uh, fame obsessed uh, parents <laughs> and have a crazy coke binge? Yeah, to help those people. And then I, and then I believe that she said when it came to uh, drugs that she, um, alcohol was her big vice, and she'd only done a cocaine a few times. Times, right. But that was only because she was so drunk that she did a little bit of coke so she could wake up and keep partying. But didn't she say she was addicted mm-hmm. to a prescription drug like Ativan or something? Or and fame? Or fame? No, there's something paparazzi. else she said that she was addicted to. Oh. And that was a... She, I, I promise you she's done cocaine. Uh, I, I, I'm... I I would bet my life right. that she has done Whoa. cocaine at least ten million times. <laughs> like, well, you know, I you bet s- you she she did it for, for a period of wow. time Your up life. until a month ago. Yeah. I bet you she did it seven <laughs> times a week. <laughs> I, I, I'm willing I to throw a bet of a week, not my life, just a week of me working hard. Yeah. That she probably has not done a ten million. Well, I think times. when right. when the amount of the, when I think when it comes to doing cocaine, if it's getting to the amount same amount of times that you've probably pissed, right? Then because you don't keep out track of how many times you've yeah, urinated, I piss seven you? eight times a day. If you I'm do, doing that keep much it in cocaine, <laughs> you do. If you're one of those so, like uh, obsessive <laughs> yeah. compulsive, yeah. I might yeah. need my jar of urine in a mason. It's a lot jar. of mason jars. Yeah. Here's something uh, today I was reading, and they're talking about this has happened twice in Toronto. Is that someone has gotten hurt, and then someone tried to steal something off of them while they're rolling around in pain. So someone got hit by a car riding a bike, and while they're on the ground, someone ran up and stole their purse. No. Now, what would you do if you saw that? I know, unless my kids were around, I hate to keep using them in that, (laughs) because I I can't just run off, but if I, I know I'm a little guy, but if I saw someone do that, I'd fucking try to do something. How old are your kids? Like ten, six, and three. I, I would get my kids to go them. in. Uh, my the kids should go in. Take care of them for thirty seconds while they watch their dad beat up a near do well. Yeah, <laughs> but if it turns into a chase, <gasps> can what, I, true. What, what would you do? Would you do something? Do you I, think? I absolutely would. I, and it would be. Uh, I've been waiting for um, a time. To a get, justifiable time to yeah. get into my the, my first fight of my life. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. About I think about hitting people constantly. Right. Like. All day, I think, I, about once a day, I have, like, a fight interaction with a stranger that I passed who did something m- m- minorly rude <laughs> right. and escalated in my head to a fist, to fisticuffs. I think I need to start boxing or something. But anyway, I would, I, I would, I, I, it would be great. I, one time, um, I think it's good for a dad, for a kid to see their dad beat up a bad person. Right. Yeah, um, I never thought about that. Yeah. One, one time when I was a kid... Um, these, uh, this, 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 uh, this, this, I was playing marbles with my Nigerian friend and, uh, and was he a prince? Did he want you to send some money yeah, back to his home? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We, I shipped him over. <laughs> uh, I would have played it, marbles it, with it, you. I didn't give him any money. He was so sad. Wow. So we just played, we played, uh, 1950s games and <laughs> anyway. Like you drink from that water fountain yeah. and I'll drink from mine? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 They're the fifties. Why? Yeah. Why? Why are there two 
water fountains. It's weird that you made another one. It seemed like a bit much. You know what? You scam me, Graham. Wow. You scam me. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. uh, his dad was trying to pull out of the driveway, uh, and we were on the front porch playing marbles, and uh, this car was double parked, filled with skids, and uh, like metalhead skids. Yeah, sure. And uh, and then he was like, "Move your car," and they got out of their car and punched him. And called him, uh, called him the N word. Okay. And my dad was crossing the street, coming back from a hardware store, and he just saw that, dropped whatever he just bought, <laughs> sure. walked over, and he beat the shit out of these two racists in front of me. Right. And it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. Right. He just and and, and after he he I, I I do I do a bit I do this a different version of this on stage, but he my he ripped out. All he ripped out a bunch of their hair. Okay, and, all right. And yeah, it's I thought good. you were gonna be like, I, and they're still beating hearts. He ripped out of their <laughs> chest. Yeah, no, no. Took a no. bite from like that yeah. video yeah. of that guy fighting over in that. It's other a country. true story. He ripped out their hearts. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and nothing happened legally. Yeah. No yeah, charges no, were laid. No. No, not literally. Figuratively, <laughs> yeah. he said some rude things. <laughs> right. And anyway, he ripped out their hair. My mom swept up the hair and, and, and was like, that, she looked at me and she goes, that's why you should eat your vegetables. Yes, of course it is. Yes. <laughs> it's a very confusing yeah. day for me. And another what? time, my friend, sorry, one, yeah, one more. Go this, ahead. This is, my friend was, um, he, he, my friend's story. He, he was a kid and, and, and he was at a gas station. His dad goes to pay in, uh, goes to this gas station to pay. There's two construction workers, like, like, a, like half a block, like just, you know, across the way. One of them's 20 and he goes, the 20-year-old goes to my, my friend, who's like 11 at the time. Hey, hey, kid, do you have a girlfriend? And then he goes, yeah. Because he doesn't want to seem like he doesn't have a girlfriend. Yeah. And the guy goes, do you fuck her in her pussy? <laughs> <laughs> and right then, his dad walks out, hears that, walks straight to the guy and just beats him up. <laughs> just two punches him and they drive away. Because he was an ass yeah. man. The yeah. kid was an ass man. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, that's yeah. My, my son's an ass man. Yeah. No <laughs> babies. You. If you put it in a bomb, there's yeah. no babies. Yeah. 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 The uh, I have only one really, uh, and it's not even a good story about my uh, my dad standing up to someone and being like, "Oh wow," uh, because uh, this was uh, way back in the day when you'd still get prank phone calls, mm -hmm. and uh, so I remember that like I. Um, my mom and dad were going out somewhere, and I don't know. My mom was being annoying, and they couldn't get out. They couldn't leave fast enough, and there was always something holding up my dad. Then this guy started to phone. He called <laughs> once, and uh, and then he was just sort of breathing heavy. And then I remember hanging up. And then uh, both of us, my dad and I, picked up the phone at the same time. And then the guy, and then uh, then the guy, and breathing heavy, and we hung up. And then uh, and then the phone rang again. Then my mom picked it up, and uh, and then some. And then that guy said something to her. And then she hung up the phone, and then the phone rang again, and both my dad and I picked up the phone. And then uh, I remember the guy on the other end was like, hey, man, is that your wife? She sounds pretty sexy. I'd like to fuck her. And I didn't really know what, I was like, oh, whoa, that's oh, a yeah. bad thing. Whoa, yeah. And then my dad goes, yeah, what, don't you have anything else better to do? You're probably sitting at home alone, you asshole. And he hung up the phone. <laughs> and then I was like, whoa, yay, dad. Yeah, yeah for And sure. so then I was like, my dad stood up to someone on the phone. Yeah. yeah. Way wow. to go. That's yeah. pretty cool, though. Yeah. He defended the honor of, of his, your mother. But, of my mom, yeah. But due to technology, mm. generations of children will never understand the idea of a prank call. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing, too. It's, it's like, a sad, sad thing. And then, uh, Unless you call a poor person who can't afford call to 
display. Yes, yeah, a and, very poor person. Yeah. But they, they also there. I don't think there's. A, I don't think we live in a, an age where it's sort of like you do the prank phone call, you hang up, and then you and your buddy just sort of sit back and laugh at yeah. what might be going on on the other <laughs> yeah, end. Yeah. Now we're like, I want to see what's happening right. to that poor old lady that I called and told her that don't pick up the phone because there's a, a telephone technician up on the line, and if you answer it, he'll be electrocuted. <laughs> That old classic yeah. one. Oh, just, yeah, yeah. Then you run the water and you bite the apple at the same time and scream and it sounds <laughs> like an old lady on the Jeez. I don't know that part. Yeah. Know that part. <laughs> well, that's the follow through because then you yes. call back yeah. and then, uh, then uh, the, of course, the old lady picks up the phone because it's a stupid bitch. She picks up the phone. Yeah, fuck her. And then, <laughs> fuck her, that old woman. And then uh, then you run the water and then you bite down the apple. That sounds like the crack. And then the, then the uh, <laughs> guy fixing the phone line's like, ah! And then you hang up. And then you're like, ha ha, that old lady thinks that she killed wow. someone. Take that. Fucking, you yeah. got like a five-act play there just I to do the one little joke. Yeah. Well, but then, you know, we had to sit back and go, uh, it's the mystery that it makes was, it funnier. It was before the internet. Yeah, right. oh, it was. Yeah. It was clearly yeah. before the internet. Oh, cool. cool. Yes. Long before the internet. Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. Did you ever think that the woman picked up the phone because she was just like, ah, oh, this is dumb kids prank on me. <laughs> this old thing. I was doing this in the 30s. Yeah. 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 Oh. Wouldn't it be great if someone actually did die? Yeah. But I just the kids and I thought, oh. Yeah. 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 Oh, and then she sits there and goes, oh, in the future I'll have a blog and I can tell people yeah. about this around <laughs> the world. Less rape jokes and less phone calls. <laughs> the, That's uh, what blogs are for. Yeah. One, uh, one of the things that, uh, now I know Dylan Gott, who you do the show with, uh, the sports bras, yeah. The sports bras show. I, I'm not a huge crazy sports sports dude. nut. Neither sure. am I. Um, yeah. But when I talk to Dylan about sports, he always has like a genuine, like funny line that like a sports guy yeah. has said that. And, yes. and I've looked at the titles of your show when it's podcast on iTunes, and they all like uh, you know world's uh, stupidest uh, uh, like athlete, and then but they all seem like it's not. It doesn't seem like a show that I have yeah. to listen to and know my stats exactly to find like you're going to find Ooh. some obscure thing and be like, oh, that's funny because uh, he he never batted that many times. I'm like uh, some crazy shit like that. I, that. I love that you picked that up. That makes me so happy. Yeah, that's the point of the show. Is like we love sports, but we don't care about stats or even really people's names that much. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. like, that's kind of like we, we, yeah. we like the storylines. It's like it's 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 natural, it's real theater. I, I like who you know who's going to win and and what what kind right. of maniac right. is going to screw right. it up because they have a drug addict or their wife cheated on them or well, right. they cheated on their wife rampantly and it was everywhere. Well, it's like for yeah. me like a, a music documentary. Yeah. I don't have to like the music yeah. or the musician or yeah. band if the story is good. Yeah. And it's the same thing with sports. I don't follow sports, but I follow stories in sports still. Right. It doesn't matter if it's a baseball player or a wrestler or whatever. I still follow in the news yeah. and some of the things that are happening. Yeah. What's the what? Exactly. Like what like 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 here's the thing. that's what we want. We want people to listen to it like who is the best fat athlete of all time? Yeah, that's a good right. one. You know, sure. I don't know. Who's the greatest white center in NBA history? Right. Who? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't. We had to figure it out. The <laughs> ugliest athlete of all time. We had to figure that out. Who's the ugliest athlete of all time? Was it John Crook? He no, like, but he was a finalist. Right. Yes. <laughs> he Whoa, certainly Dave. was. Dave you know threw a thing it or down. Two. Well, threw I don't, it down. But yeah. see, now the only reason I know yeah. John Cruck is because he was like the beer big. Uh, yeah. He was like a beer chugging guy, and he would eat hot dogs in, in the uh, yeah. in the bull bullpen. Is that yeah. the right terminology? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, he also was a finalist for coolest athlete of all time. By the way, but the, now, doesn't yeah. he become the coolest athlete because he you know eats the hot dogs and drinks the beer and yes. shit like that? Yes. Yes. Yeah, but there, but there, but there was a genuine ogre who won for ugliest athlete. <laughs> it, it was he was, uh, 
He's, he's Nikolai Valuev. He's a boxer from Russia, and uh, he's actually a chess master, so he's, he's a pretty bright, articulate guy, apparently. But he is, uh, oh, he's a, he's, he's a scary, scary, horrific-looking <laughs> man. He, now, the, the one thing I, I do want to bring up is you're doing something, because uh, we've done one already, and uh, we had a lot of fun doing it, but you're doing a live uh, taping, right? right? Yes, yes. At the, uh, there's a, something called the Toronto Podcast Festival, right. and you are doing it on Saturday uh, the 24th at Tall Boys. Do you That's know right. what time the show is at? Uh, eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. So it's a, a live taping of the show, and this is your first time you're doing a live That's taping. That's it. We're very excited. That is exciting. We got Eddie Delaseppi is going to be uh, our guest. Every okay. week we have a different guest. Um, we're doing we're doing two shows. The first one is Jordan Strafolino. He's uh, he produces a lot of shows. Okay. Um, and then his dad was in the NFL. And oh, cool. That okay. episode is going to be uh, his dad was in the NFL, and then his dad uh, followed that up by running the Children's Hospital of Toronto. And uh, Jordan is a, a bartender. Okay. And that show's theme is most disappointing sons in sports history. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. One of the one of the fascinating stories, and uh, Dylan told me this story. Now, who was the? the I don't. Know if, I think it was must have been baseball, where the guy had tickets to go see Kenny Chesney, and he talked to all the players in the back. And he wanted to, he wanted the game to be over with as fast as possible because he had tickets to go see Kenny Chesney. Oh, really? And, That's awesome. Well, no, but Dylan told me the story, and I, yeah. I, I don't know all the names of the guys. I don't know and, this story. Okay, shit. Yeah, but okay. this is the kind of stuff we like, right? Yeah, yeah. It, like he got everyone in the back yeah. going, like, "Listen, you fuckers, I got tickets to go see Kenny Chesney, <laughs> yeah. so we're not going to get. I'm we're just not fucking this up, right? I'm going to get on the mound. I'm going to strike everyone out. We're yeah. going to get this fucking game <laughs> over. <laughs> and um, did it and work? It, well, I think it. I think we're it gonna, did. We're going to make a decision based on multiple millions yeah. of dollars of fans money <laughs> right. and merchandise and everything because I got these two thirty dollar tickets to no. Kenny Chesney. No, but fucker. No, but he said no, but he, uh, but he, he built it up. He yeah. built up the concert like my wife's going. Yeah, uh, my friend's <laughs> wife's going. There's a reason. Uh, yeah, uh, we're gonna get to meet Kenny Chesney afterwards. Whoa. It was we. I gotta get to this concert. That's and, more important than the thousands. Yeah, well, it's, nothing but humor can come from um, people who aren't necessarily educated and their whole life they've never had to develop uh, have to figure anything out for themselves right right and then all of a sudden they're given millions of dollars with no yeah. training and sure. power yeah oh it's so funny what they do well and, and it's insane it just, they're all insane of course but don't you think baseball fans if they had an exciting like and baseball is kind of boring if it goes for the whole sure. all the, and then so if, and how many innings are there in is it nine or nine. you know how many innings are in baseball is it nine right you, for sure no yeah. there, there's no way you're like <laughs> is it twelve? It's either twelve or nine, right? It's nine. Yeah. Okay, it's, it's nine. nine. Yeah. But then, but those nine innings can go like really fast if a guy wants to get out of there for a country yeah, music concert. Still going concert. back to the Kenny Chesney. If like he's he can, a, under yeah. three hours, right? The game. If he was really good at pitcher. I, I think. I think uh, uh, most sports last three hours. Yeah. Baseball may be longer. Right, right. I'm not the hugest baseball fan. I'm, I've been trying to get into it this year. Uh, and the uh, Toronto Blue Jays have, have crushed me. Oh. And the and the sport. What was the one about the pitcher on acid? Then he pitched the full game. And... Yeah, he pitched the full game on acid. Oh, that's amazing. Fucking Dave's he life pitched story. A, he, he pitched a, a perfect game on acid. Wow. Or that, no, uh, a no hitter. The blue a dog no hitter. In the corner. A, not a perfect game. He pitched yeah. a no hitter. But he also might have been freaked out because the whole uh, yes, the the field might have swallowed him up if he didn't <laughs> win the whole game. That's kind of. He was like there was like aliens everywhere, and he was yeah. just like all he could see was the the a tunnel. It helped him. All he could see was a <laughs> tunnel going to the plate. Yes. 
If, we, people, we, if people want to listen to it, the Sports Bras, are, it's on Canada Last, our channel, 3 p.m. Sundays uh, with uh, Graham Kay and Dylan Gott is the other co-host. Yeah. And make sure you check out the live show at the Toronto Podcast Festival, Saturday, September 24th at Tall Boys. And Graham Kay, if people want to get a hold of you personally, what's your Facebook and all the Twitter and all that? Uh, I'm uh, Graham, G-R-A-H-A-M-K-A-Y, comedy. That's my Twitter, at okay. Graham K Comedy. And my website is comedybythegram.com. Nice. That's one of them double things. Yeah, I know, that's, that's good. another I like that one. Yeah. switcheroo. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for coming on the show. We also want to thank give a so shout out. Thank you so much for having yeah, me. Yeah, it's great. And we want to give a shout out to uh, Jay Martin uh, earlier in the show for coming by. His show is at the Queen Elizabeth Theater called Three the Hard Way. And uh, that date is, let me get the piece of paper here, September 14th. So uh, that is the show. Uh, my new DVD, Emotional Terrorism, will be out the first week of September. If you go to ComedyHorror.com, there is more information about that. Uh, no real dates to push right now. What about you, Dave? Uh, I'm going to be in Halifax uh, this coming weekend. Yep. And then uh, Graham and I are going to be in uh, oh, yeah. St. John's together. St. John's, Newfoundland. Oh, nice. Any, any other, yeah, go ahead. Any other dates? Yeah. Sorry, I can I promote. I have a CD on uh, on on uh, iTunes. Okay. Yeah. Comedy absolutely. by the Gram. Okay. Also. Yeah. Is that what you put in the search engine on iTunes? Is Comedy by the Gram? It'll pop up. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so don't do that. don't put in by the Gram because a bunch of other <laughs> shit. <laughs> Graham. G R A H A M. Yeah. Make sure you also put comedy. You guys in there. get it. You're smart. Yeah. We're we're trying. Yeah. trying and uh, is that it, Darren? That's it. That is the show. Thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, it was a fun show. I'm and, glad we're uh, back. And just uh, uh, remember a piece of advice that if you're ever stupid enough to get a woman's name tattooed on you, make sure that you leave enough room for is a bitch later on when you eventually <laughs> break up, <laughs> and you will. Uh, I can't. Yeah. This our East Coast uh, tour is going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. We should have given you more love on that float joke. <laughs> we should have. That's all right. I'm used to it. I'm very used to it. All right. Good night, everybody. That's it for this week. Anything Goes wants to thank Victoria for producing the show and George Westerholm for the music used. Follow the hosts on Twitter at Comedy Whore at Dave Martin World. Download new episodes every week on iTunes. Join the Facebook group and follow the show on Twitter at Anything Goes Hot. Anything Goes hopes you laugh, cry, and learn something. Come back next week. And until then, take it easy. Call me tomorrow. Yeah. So, Victoria, can I get this? And you can email this to me as a part of something? Okay. Well, hey there, everybody. Uh, if you've been listening, uh, obviously, you've, if, you've, if you're hearing it this far into the... Uh, and this is uh, the podcast uh, bit, the bonus material that we like to add. Uh, I think that uh, on uh, for this pr uh, podcast, uh, we are going to slap on. Uh, I think there was an interview that I did with Todd Van Allen uh, and Andrea Ruda, and I believe Fraser Young was on that too. Uh, it was uh, from a few years ago um, when Kathleen and I recorded some stuff from the uh, at the Dominion on Queen. I believe before one of the live shows. That it might have been a little bit uh, awkward and shaky, but uh, this is some old shit. So here, here it goes. Listen up.
find me is uh, Kathleen McGee. Yeah, we got rid of Darren finally. We did, we did not get rid of Darren finally, but even, <laughs> even though that does sound that, it does sound good to say that. It though, sounds it? it really like it distresses me a little bit. It's, not distress, but like unstress. Anyway, it relieves you. It relieves me. Oh man, we are we are we're not uh, prolific in the thesaurus department. I just want everybody to know that before we started taping this, Dave told me to just choke on the mic. I just only make sure I'm choking on the mic a lot. I only okay. I only said choke on the mic. Gagging and spitting on it a bit too. And then and then working the shaft. The the <laughs> one thing I said no. I only I only said choking on the mic because those were the words that Darren Frost used. But uh, we are uh, in the back of the Dominion on Queen. We are before the East End Comedy Review uh, that is going to be happening in the front room. And uh, we have uh, two uh, guests uh, before us right now. We have uh, Mr. Todd Van Allen. Good to be here. Hooray! Thank you very much. Hello. <laughs> and we also have uh, Andrea Ruta, who is also here with us. What's up? Hooray. You have a much deeper voice than mine, apparently, Thank when you. we intro. <laughs> the, uh, oh, now, um, um, now, Andre, you are on the show this evening. I am, yes. And, uh, Todd, you have been on the show at the East End Review I Show. Ha- it's a fantastic show. You guys do a great lineup down it there. It is always fantastic. a... Uh, it was a fun night. You were on the uh, you were on the Erwin Barker, Tim That's Steve right. show a few... Uh, was it uh, last uh, February or Last November? February, and that was actually the last time I was able to see uh, Erwin Barker uh, do a set. Mine uh, too, yeah. actually. That was... Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a great night, and it was actually one of the uh, I when when it when Erwin or when Erwin Barker the the, the great Erwin Barker Canadian uh, comedy legend uh, passed away, I always referenced uh, the show that he did here at the Dominion because it was probably it was the last time that I saw him on stage, mm-hmm. but it was also one of those nights where, um, you know I mean because you know when you when you work a comedy show that's in a bar sometimes you have to worry about the bar noise sort of disrupting the show, mm-hmm. but when he was on stage and between his jokes it like the bar was silent yeah. the room was silent yeah. people were on the edge of their seat mm-hmm. waiting for the whatever the next joke that he well, was going to say next. Oh, you know, no, don't, you know, don't say that. You know, it yeah. wasn't like he was tanking. And no, it was no, like no. You were hearing like crickets. By no means at all. <laughs> no. I mean, the the laughs were big, but he, but people were really just the waiting other, for his next word. People were talking over the other comics before him, but when right. he went up, they just. Yeah. Silence. Just, yeah. just listen to them. But just, uh, you know, but, well, out of respect and also just out of, like, uh, we, yeah. I want to hear these jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Amazingness. It was like, I, I, that's what I pictured Jesus' uh, speech on the mound to be like. And, you know, and his opening acts probably would have had the chat, hey, get me some more bread and fish over here, you know, the throwing around the ball. And then suddenly, you know, Big JC hits it and then everyone's silent. And I hope that he opened with a joke. I don't that's know what if I think, too. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you'd think that most of that's usually just Something a like, rule hey, I got to fire my agent. <laughs> <laughs> what a gig here, man! An outdoor gig, first of all. No mic. Yeah. No. Can you hear me at the back? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How am I projecting? Uh, now, one thing. Okay, so I want the Samaritan walks into the bar. <laughs> no. The uh, now, Andre, you're on the show tonight, and uh, both you and Todd are doing shows in Montreal coming up yeah. soon. And uh, one thing I want to ask, though, so, uh, I think every comic when they go on stage, they sort of have to break certain both. I guess they have to sort of break the ice a little bit as far as just you know making reference to their sort of the general. How they how they are, what they look like, and I mean, how how you're, do you you're referencing to me being Portuguese, aren't you? That is correct, sir. I'm <laughs> no, but you um damn Portuguese. <laughs> what I didn't say that on the. I'm going to be hearing this opener all goddamn weekend in August. <laughs> <laughs> Better damn. Why don't you explain it. to the listeners uh what what you. I am uh, what what I you are. What am I supposed to The politically correct term is little person, which I hate. There's also midget, which I don't like, but I like it more than little person. But uh, I just uh, I want to say that the Canadian regulations said there can't be more than one midget on the show, and that's why Darren is not here. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh don't say but, that. But Darren is a midget lesbian. <laughs> yeah, there you go. 
There you go. So he covers a couple of grounds. There you go. But how do, like how do, how do you do that? Because I mean that's obviously that is like the first no like whether like a, a guy's like a whether it's like a big dude or a black dude or yeah. like any you know or just but people have to sort of make some reference you, to you some. You do got it. You do got to mention it. You got to say, okay, listen, everyone, it's, it's the outfit in the room. Mm. I'm this is who I am. Right. I know it, so you know that I know. Mm. I'm, it's not like it's like, oh my god, I'm a disabled midget. Whoa. Well, I, what? When did that I, happen? Yeah, two years ago, I woke up and I found out that that was. What I was. I was six feet tall, and then I woke up like this. I don't know what happened. Exactly. <laughs> don't do drugs, gradually. kids. Don't do drugs. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me, Mom? It happened like male pattern baldness. Yeah. It just eventually is like, hey, I thought I was able to see the sink from before. <laughs> How come I can't? That's true. But it's, it, I think one of the things, like, uh, it, it also depends upon the room, because you come and do my room at McVeigh's uh, quite <laughs> often. And uh, more and more, I'm seeing like if you don't open with that particular joke, people are still on board with you. It's not like it's not like you go, oh geez, I got to deal with it. I think a lot of people are becoming more and more it, educated. It depends about it. on the audience, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, like sometimes people are like, okay, I get it, he's a human being, but then other people are like, I've never seen mm-hmm. someone that small. It's yep. not like a five year old. Right. So they 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 have to know that it's like, okay, yeah, I'm just gonna get it out there, and I'm gonna go talk about something else now. Yeah, but. But do you feel like you are, you have to say something like right off the top? Because how t- how tall are you? I'm three foot four. All right, and so you do you have to make some reference to that, or people are going to be I like, do. I do, yeah. And do you do you see the look in people's eyes that are sort of like, like you know, like how you were saying before? Oh, does he know that he's three foot four? <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. They don't think that I know, and they have to, I have to let them know. Mm-hmm. Do you ever get people in the audience going, "Oh, jokes"? Because I've done jokes where it's like fat jokes, and like I don't I can't even think of the joke that. That women always go, oh, like they yeah, feel yeah, bad yeah. for oh, you. Right. Right. I get those. Oh, when I, I'm like, I'm doing like a self-deprecating joke. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm not saying this so you can feel sorry for me. I'm not saying this so you can feel sorry for me. I'm doing it because, well, this is my life and it's funny. I'm okay to laugh at it. I wouldn't be on stage. I wouldn't be a comedian if yeah. I didn't want you to laugh at the stuff that I'm saying on stage. I have to do the same thing when I hit the stage. I go, let me just put it out there. I'm a middle-aged white man. They go, thank you. <laughs> thank God. Thank you. Thank he God. said it. We can continue. We now. totally thought he was Chinese. Yes. We thought he was Chinese, but whatever. <laughs> but do you, do you ever like want to do a set where you don't mention it at all? Or, I do, or? and I, I've done it before, but it, it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's easy to. It, I mean, it's, it's, you have to write what you know, and being short and being disabled and I, I see the world differently than a non-disabled uh, tall person or average height person. So I got to comment on that. I got to talk about these things that you would never normally hear from other people. Right. Well, that's what I'm makes like, your act unique and things. It's like exactly. I've had oh, I've had people say, you shouldn't do so many vagina jokes. You shouldn't do jokes about your vagina. Uh, Why not? Well, I have a vagina, and I've heard a lot of male comics talk about their dick for half an mm-hmm. hour. Yeah. Hey, so I, I don't fair. have a vagina, and I talk about it a exactly. lot, too. And exactly. I, like, no well, that's that. just discriminating. Uh, I'm a discriminating person. <laughs> but you do. You have to talk about what you know, or else your your act isn't unique to yeah. you. Exactly. You're just gonna be this generic. And I think that if you went up there and didn't didn't reference it at all, it just people would be confused. Mm-hmm. People would be. Yeah. But what I, about what about acts like Josh Blue, who won last Comic Standing because he has cerebral palsy? Do you think that you're gonna get um, different opportunities because? Of that, because I think is it like I always say as a female comedian, it's the greatest thing ever. Because I got opportunities way before this regular white yeah. male comics got it's, them. It's that rarity people want to see. They, they yeah. think, okay, he's different. I want that person on my show because of that. Mm-hmm. Josh Blue, I I don't know him. I I think I 
exchanged a MySpace message with him a couple times years ago. Sexy. What's MySpace? Exactly. What's MySpace? Yeah. Um, I still have a MySpace. <laughs> MySpace.com backslash McGeekster and all of my messages are from um, African American men that want to uh, tell me I'm beautiful and buy me. Do you get, do you, I, I do you get a lot of Nigerian princes? Yeah, I get a lot of Nigerian princes actually. I going on MySpace for that very reason. I could be a Nigerian princess. I don't know. I think I could do it. Uh, now what? Uh, now what? What's your uh, opinion about like other like uh, comics like uh, like Josh Blue and then I'm, I'm trying to think like you mentioned a disabled comic from Tanya uh, Lee. Tra- Ta- well, it's, it's Tanya, Tanya Lee's a little person. Yeah, she's a little person. But well, yeah, a little, well, there's there's a little person comic and then there's a disabled comic and I guess little people are disabled in a way that you know they 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 have they have trouble reaching things and they they here's the thing when I, people ask me about wheelchair accessibility. Being a short person and then being disabled, there's really two types of accessibility. Like, if there's a washroom that's accessible, people are like, oh, they, they advertise that. Yet, I go to the accessible stall, and the toilet is usually a foot taller than the other stalls. And I'm like, well, I can't drive my scooter in there. I got to go into the smaller, the smaller stalls because it's too fucking big for me so uh, <laughs> am I allowed to drop an F-bomb is that cool oh yeah that's totally cool fucking that's right. fucking right Dave is so cool but do you ever w- do a worry that like you might alienate people from doing jokes that just might be too uh, like unre- oh, yeah. unrelatable to like a person of an average height it happens it happens like there are people like, sometimes I lose them I'm like alright maybe I'm talking too much about this stuff mm-hmm. and like they, they, they were happy at it about it at first but then it's just like I gotta start start talking about other things now because they're like, all right, this is too much for me. I mean, I've I've seen Leprechaun and now I've met you and I know you're <laughs> not a Leprechaun. And, and Jennifer Aniston was and horrible. And you don't want my it. gold, so I you're kind of freaking me out. And but I think a lot of comics like that that are I would can we say non-white visibly different, let's say, are going to run into that problem. Like if they have some sort of like you know they're the uh, the fat comic, the Asian comic, the you know, whatever comic, and if they just start doing nothing but joke, but joke, but joke, but joke about that very subject, it will tire out an audience. Yeah. They're just yeah. going, okay, uh, how about something that we can all get on board with? Jo- so. Josh Blue uh, is a good example. I've never seen him live, um, but I saw him on Last Comic Standing, and everything he t- talked about was having cerebral, cerebral palsy. palsy yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay, this it's just funny stuff, but can you're you do also a human else? being. You're a man. Let's talk about that kind of thing. You. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. I, I I felt the same way when I was watching. Well, also he did a couple of jokes that were from that. Uh, who was the cerebral palsy comic from uh, the TV show The Facts, Facts of Life? Jerry. Uh, Ari talked about her. That story was hilarious about the comedy store. Jerry Jules. Jerry right, Jules. Jerry Jules. Actually, uh, Josh Blue did a couple of Jerry Jules jokes, okay. which I'm sort of like, you know, there's only so many cerebral palsy jokes that you could take yeah. from well, another comic. Yeah, so know. if you if you steal one, you're probably and and he's stole one from like the most famous cerebral palsy comic of all time. <laughs> I've, in my <laughs> opinion, well, really, can you think of? I can only think of her, the one chick from Facts of Life, and I. Yeah. Alan yeah. Shane, I think, has cerebral palsy. Yeah, you know, he's from true. Ottawa. He's from Ottawa. Oh. Oh, yeah. the, uh, it's not to say their walk of fame is very big. I mean, it's you know, <laughs> a couple of stars at best. There's not that many disabled comics in Canada, so. Now, uh, both, uh, yeah, like we said, both you guys are going to Montreal, mm-hmm. and uh, one thing I want. Now, both you guys are both you guys are originally from Toronto. You're no. from you're where where I'm you're from Gannon, Aquay, you're from Gannon, yeah. Aquay, Ontario, but you make your home in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm originally from Kitchener. You're originally from Kitchener. Yeah. Now, but you both live here in Toronto, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. Now, and uh, you were were both you guys around for the G20? 
Oh yeah. Oh god, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why did you say oh god, yeah? Oh, were you were you I, were you well, in the firing I, I, lines? I, what was that? I was just, he was in the cop car. I watched he lived in the convention I, center. I, I, I was watching it on TV the whole time. I, I After 15 minutes, I decided to put my apartment under lockdown because mm-hmm. I'm like, holy shit, this is terrifying. And and I, I, I made that, that mistake. That a little on, chain through the thing? Is that I, I, and no one was allowed in there without two forms of ID or ribs because I was starving. And, um, <laughs> but it's it, it was crazy. Cause, and then I went on Facebook. I'm like, oh, my God, there's no such thing as violent protesters. There's only such thing as terrorists. Right. And that was a mistake to say that on Facebook because everyone's freaking out on me going, mm-hmm. oh, my God, they're not terrorists. But they terrified me. So I think they were terrorists. Mm-hmm. Well, you know? I, th- I think that after that, I was like, we should do all protesting should just be online from now on. Right. Yeah. There should be nothing. Yes. You just only you set up a pro- Facebook group of yeah. some sort, you know, <laughs> that the, the pokes are more aggressive. They're more in the chest. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. See, when the G20 thing happened, I was sort of like, oh, man, this is cool. This is going to be really great. And then I took a couple of bong hits, and then I turned on CP24, and I was like, oh, man, I should go out and check this out. This is going to be wild. And then it started getting crazier yeah. and crazier mm-hmm. and crazier. And then I was like, I think I'm just going to stay here. I, I grew to hate every single person party involved in the creation of this. I hated the government for pimping our city into doing this. I hated the guys who erected the barricades that were just basically green lighting everyone to come down and do it. Yeah. I hated the protesters. I hated the cops. I hated the black block. Uh, what is uh, tearing open a mom and pop uh, jewelry store going to do against capitalism? And here's another thing. Uh, if you're protesting uh, and you're against capitalism, don't show up in Nikes. Could I make that clear? Yeah. And take your mask yeah. off. That's the thing that bugged me the most is all these guys with, with yeah. balaclavas. And it's like, if you really believe in something enough to trash someone's personal property, mm-hmm. show your face. Exactly. Yeah. Or don't be a pussy. Mm-hmm. Pussies. Right. But no, but I also didn't understand the people that were like, Dave, that were like, geez, that would be fun. I'm going to go take take a walk <laughs> down there and check out some birding things. And well, it's like, are you a moron? I, I, well, no, I, when I was in Montreal uh, back when uh, the Canadians were in the playoffs, it was like right at the end, and I was like on St. Clair Street at a bar watching it, watching the game, and part of me was like, yeah, I, I finally want to see what it's like here when they win a game. Let's see it's, if it's as crazy as it is on the Toronto News. Mm-hmm. When they say if they win, are they really going to go insane? And the other half of me is... Like scared as shit that someone might light my scooter on fire. Right. Oh, that would be pretty terrible. <laughs> and flip it over. That, who, what yeah. kind of fucking capitalistic pro- yeah, no, little people? Dare they? They're running the world. I'm Take gonna stick it to the little off the back of it. How about that? But it's like mom mentality with anything. Like I remember yeah. when um, I'm from Edmonton and the Edmonton Oilers were in the playoffs a couple mm-hmm. years ago, and I remember being on the main street, which is White Ave, and mm-hmm. it was just like it was like crazy because people were all excited, but then you get the coked out. Like totally drunk. Don't start giving Coke a bad name. Stupid, <laughs> crazy, like oil nineteen-year-old boys that started to stab each other mm. and like s- smash windows. It's like I have never understood why people get so out right. of control when they're celebrating or protesting. And the thing is, the the if you read enough of these reports people will behave to the conditions that they're presented with. Like if the police are treating everyone with dignity in their line and they're keeping out of everyone's way, nine times out of ten, there's not going to be any bother. But at the second that you know the police get all truncheony and, and start charging people, that's when people are going to react and that's where, you, where you're going to see problems. And I think that the police were out of their depth in this I case. Agree, and I think yeah. they were just looking it, for stuff to do. Well, I Was think it really the Toronto <laughs> police or was it like... like cause we borrowed police from like right. Calgary. Well, there was, and right. Yeah, well, there was people who hate Toronto right. and hate hippie protests. Oh, right. don't right. be saying that. Friggin' people from Calgary are these cops are coming in and be like, let's destroy the city. <laughs> ah, 
Yeah. <laughs> this is just target practice for the stampede. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. There was there there was a lot of RCMP, and there was like a lot of Peel cops that were coming in that weren't maybe as familiar with sort of like a more Toronto mentality. And they and you know and I think that they had to justify a certain amount of money that was spent, and they had to so they had to. They had to throw out all their guns on the, uh, and there was like that shit went down on, on Saturday, and then so then Sunday a lot of the crazier shit that happened right. as far as like locking people up and stuff, and I think it was pretty, I think it was pretty bad that like a lot of the genuine protests uh, did not uh, get yeah. through to the there people was, there that was really a lot of peaceful protesters well, that. But but also at the same let's let's skip the fact that I I personally believe that the cops set fire to some of their own cars and to create distractions and uh, I mean you can't tell me that one they're going to let one cop car just burn all by itself I, no, I, I, and uh, yeah it's Fraser Young's giving me the uh, the, 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 the black power I, fist up power. in the air I, I I heard that's true they just get like an old police car they weren't using just to distract right so they go all right okay you can do what you want to this car we're going to keep it unintended but don't cause damage to other real places. Right. And I, I don't see anything wrong with that. I mean, they're trying to avert what's a, the inevitable destruction from other It's the places. classic bait and switch. They do it at Best Buy all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, uh, they'll put a display out for the new Hannah Montana thing. You know what the, you know the cops should have done if they really set it on fire and purpose? They should have filled it with bacon. So that there was like this smell of bacon that coming out of the car. Every, well, half yeah. of them would be vegan and they just get even more irritated. But that, no, that it just be, be hilarious to just have like a cop car that smells like bacon. I'm that'd sorry. Be, that'd be so I think that would be too damn funny. That would be so fucking ironic. A cop car filled with bacon. That would be just... Well, I was... I was, I was, I was <laughs> I was personally pissed off at all the people that just went down because it was a happening. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, oh, I gotta be a part of it. It's like, right. no, you're half the problem. Or just like yeah. people going down right. and just you, you know, they, they have no protesting uh, agenda on, on, that they're that they're doing. It's just it's a, just a lot of horseshit, and people just want to be yeah. a part like me. Like I, you know, I smoked a joint, and I thought, hey, this would be fun. And then right. I saw the footage, and I was like, you smoked oh, a I'll, joint? Yes, a number you of them. I, I gotta say, I was kind of like that too. I kind of wanted to go down, but then it was raining, mm-hmm. and I'm like, <laughs> uh, you know, they should hold. Every G20 in like January or February. Right. I think a lot of protesters yeah. do not want to be cold. Well, if you yeah. thought they were re- wearing ski masks now. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. that would be almost a license to wear ski masks. Yeah. Or they should just hold them on a nude beach, have a bunch of nude protesters. <laughs> That's what I would do. Uh, one thing that uh, it seems to be an, a, a new trend in sort of uh, interactive, uh, well, I guess interactive entertainment on every level, but uh, they have this, uh, the uh, sing-along version of Grease is coming out, mm-hmm. and they've done this with Mamma Mia. And, and the, the sound, sound of music. And the sound of music. And I don't care what you jerks say. I think it's amazing. It's super fun. I'm a nerd. I went to the Rocky Horror Picture Show so many times and through all that. Like, that's one way of interacting. But this is like karaoke sing-along movies. Hello? Is there nothing better? There's I nothing feel- wrong with it. If that's, if that's what you want to do. That's Nobody's yeah. forcing you to I, go to see Grease. I feel sorry for the guy who has never seen this movie ever and doesn't realize <laughs> that what that's what's and happening. He just oh, wants- this, it's about time I saw Grease. I'll pay my $13. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Will you people shut up? I can't hear. <laughs> Has anyone ever? It's about time. It's not like a Schindler's List, and you're going to walk away. What if with he like woke up from a coma? <laughs> you know, he uh, he missed the good part of the '70s, '80s, large part of the '90s, oh, and just and said, "You know, I finally got to see this in the theater." And then he'd want to get back into his coma so fast. Oh, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that if any guy was like, "I'm going to go to Greece," I will put out after it. I will. I'll go Take to can so I go? I'll go, to, I'll go to Greece. So All three how, of us will go to Greece. Now. How are they making this a sing along? Is it? Is it? It's just... like karaoke at the bottom. So like for all so of who, the songs. Okay, tell right. Me but more, tell me more. Written yeah. yeah. But if yeah. you're going to this thing, because basically all you they could just the do is uh, everyone knows the words. So why yeah. are they bothering to write them? Just, just for fun. Stand up. Says, just say, okay, everyone, you can sing now. 
You so, know? so that you're not going to get people who are like, you're the one that I want. Do, 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 do. Or the, f- so that people will not. Sunny. Right. So no. they won't mess up. You know how yeah. some people like mess up words? Exactly, like maybe, yeah. maybe like grease is the word. It's. It's, I don't know. Yeah. I can't think of a, a way to fuck up grease. Grease is the turd. Like, it's the wine. Yeah. It's the lotion. So what? those no. losers can actually finally figure out what the real words are. Right. But no, they, I, do, they do that with like classical music as well. Like every year the TSO runs like the sing-along Messiah so you can do the Hallelujah Chorus and that sort of thing. And I think that's kind of cool because you're doing – it's part of a live experience. I think a lot of people – Oh, you kinda, would think it's cool. I, well, all right, that's fine. It's, yeah. it's all part of a live experience, right? Like you've got, the, you've got the people actually performing in front of you as opposed to the not probably at that point Scientologist version of, of John Travolta dancing around. Uh, and you just all in the same room would be like, hey, guys, if I invited you all around, say, hey, guys, come on over. Uh, we've got some nachos at my place. Then what we going to do we're going to fire up grease and uh, oh we're just going to sit down and watch it no we're all going to stand up in the room and sing it well, Good. Um, they, they and by the way I, that night. I think he was a scientologist at that point because uh he was getting kanicki who was what's his name jeffrey who's the guy Kine- who was kanicki oh, from taxi yeah i can't think of his name major either. that's how he got onto the drugs yeah oh jeff conway jeff conway, jeff conway. got onto oh. drugs because john travolta tried to get him to become a scientologist uh, he was hilarious on celebrity rehab uh, <laughs> did he win uh, i don't know i think he did win he won by getting a second they season should have winners that would be amazing i think i think, I think <laughs> tom sizemore beat a potty flies you're the winner tom i think i think if you i think you win if you get to come back for a second season that is a win Lifetime supply of cocaine I, yeah. I don't oh th- i don't think there's anything wrong with these sing-along musicals i think that all the fans of them should go to a theater pack it and then we should lock the doors and set the theater on fire nice <laughs> go fuck yourself dave I this w- is from the guy who got super excited at the preview for tron oh fucking tron is gonna kick balls man. excuse me one awesome. moment i am so with you on okay. that. oh my god yeah, yeah, yeah. The first i know and, and kathleen told me uh, <laughs> kathleen tur- uh, turned to me uh when we went to go and see yeah. uh, inception and she said oh my god every nerd is jizzing in his pants right, right. now yeah but and and then as i had to wipe the jizz from yeah. my <laughs> and then butt. dave but went that's the essence of it. It's, it's really just it's it's that nerdism has just found like another venue. I mean, like you know, it's, it's the it's nerding out about singing along to Mamma Mia and, yeah, and Grace. It's, it's going about Tron. It's it, there's nothing bad about it. Whatever you like, tomorrow, go do it. Tomorrow is like the, there's like a big finale party at the Space Channel for the last Doctor Who. I'm gonna go there with mm-hmm. some friends because I'm a nerd that way. I love Doctor Who and. Um, Going to be watching it, and that—that's my grease. Well, I mean, I think you know, if if you want to call anything that you're passionate about your your nerdism, you know, if that's it, true. If it's like, if it's shoes, if it's wrestling, if it's like yeah. video games, I'm a total shoe nerd. What? I'm a, I'm a total BJ nerd. Do you watch the shoe channel? <laughs> a B, like a blowjob nerd. I'm a blowjob nerd. <laughs> I love it. The uh, well, I just think we more need more nerds like that. Um, I want to be your friend, Kathleen. <laughs> Not get along. Uh, actually, we, we do have to wrap things up, but I just I am looking. I am personally looking for. To Tron because mm-hmm. there's that nostalgia yeah. element to Tron, and then there's it just it just looks, and I mean, and the effects of, have gotten so yeah. much better as far as like there's, uh, there's a whole host of those movies that when I sat back and was thinking upon my childhood of like what would it be like if they did it now sadly one of the ones they picked was Clash of the Titans but. Uh, it was I think, good, but I it think, wasn't as good as the well, original. I, I like the story of the the original Clash of the, Clash of the Titans. If and Harry Hamlin, me, like, yeah. It had a good story like that yeah. for, for with the technology yeah. we have nowadays. I never saw the new one. I heard it was shit. Right. No, I saw the new one. I would, right. uh, I would, yeah. I would, I'm looking forward to Tron. I would love to see the black hole redone, because I think that would be another Disney effort. But they have, However, to, put, they have to put the old robots, like Maximilian yes. and yes. then the float and Bob. A little shout-out, you know, too. have them in a museum or some sort of like little thing like that. But if you ever see Krull... 
uh, hit the theaters again? Oh, God. That's oh, when the, 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 I will raise Hollywood. Something should point. be just left alone, like mm-hmm. Crow and like uh, and covers of Old Stones. Hey, this week at the cabin, Claire Brousseau, Claire Brousseau brought up an excellent point. Uh, they should remake Mannequin. <laughs> Do we need was it, well, and, Starship going to come if, back? If, if, if they got so. if they got Kim Cattrall in it, yeah. maybe that she's got to do with the mannequin. <laughs> and Andrew McCarthy so, somehow, yeah, he somehow he's still a security guard at the mall. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The, now we got we got to wrap things up. Uh, Andre, you are a part of the East End Comedy Review tonight. Have a great show tonight. Thank you. Where if people are on the web, uh, the internet, you can uh, find me on my website at uh, www.antigiant.com. And, Not ant uh, eat. A-N-T-I-G-I-A-N-T Okay Dot com And uh, Todd Van Allen you, uh, Where can we find you On the Todd internet Todd Van Allen com Or no. HeyIt'sTVA.com Okay Whatever. And uh, thank you guys So much for coming down Thank you very much no, For being a part of the show Thank you Thank you I just realized I gotta carry you up All those goddamn stairs There are some people Who could bring world peace If they weren't so busy Hating everyone This is Anything Goes With Darren Frost Dave Martin and Kathleen McGee. Hey there, everybody. This is the Mouth from the Pillow Fight League and live audio wrestling, and you are listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost on XM Radio's Laugh Attack. And you guys better stop picking on Dave Martin, or I'm coming over to beat your ass, brother. Even when you're a star, a punch in the head is still a punch in the head. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. All right. Uh, we are in the uh, back room of the Dominion Pub on the uh, eve of the East End Comedy Review. Uh, I'm sitting here beside uh, my co-host, Kathleen McGee. Hello, Kathleen. Hi. Hey there. And uh, we are also sitting here, and, and Fraser, you got to really, as, Kathle- as, as Kathleen has already choked on the mic, as she already I'm going to bur- eat bur- this thing right here. Oh, yeah. man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat it, uh, metaphorically. Now, Fraser, you've, uh, you're on the uh, East End Comedy Review tonight. I am indeed. I'm very excited about it. Uh, we got a, uh, an amazing show coming up. And this is one of the, actually, the first times that we've taken Anything Goes on the road, kind of. On kind the road, of. out of the studio. Out of the, yeah, we're out of the studio. Oh. Um, now, uh, Fraser, you're living in New York now? Yes, I am. Although I, I do spend too much time back in Toronto still. And why do you say too much time? Uh, because, you know, you, you go down to New York and you're like, all right, I'm in New York now. And now, uh, now I'm up here. Uh, much of the time, I would say like, almost half the time I'm up here. Do you have to be back here because of uh, perfect no, stuff? No, I have or? to be up here because of money reasons. Yeah, I that's have to okay. come back up here and make money, and then uh, and then I go back down there. It's a pretty pretty solid system overall. I got worked out. It's smart. Now, how did you find the, the transition from going from uh, New York to uh, or for going from Toronto to New York? I thought it was uh, like pretty smooth transition. You know, it got, I mean, but well, basically the the biggest thing you got to get used to is the, you got to pay your dues all over again. Like from the start, kind of thing like that. So, like, went down on like amateur nights, like amateur like open mic nights. You're like, paying five bucks to get on stage, kind of thing like that, and, uh, and building from there. You know, now, was there uh, like uh, they always? You know, there's something in New York that I don't, and I think in Los Angeles, I don't know where else in the states, but they don't have these up here so much. But they're called bringer shows. Yes, where you are really where you you have to bring like yeah. five like five to ten people, or the the amount of people that you bring to a show is going to be a reflection about how often you get on, or or how much stage time you get that night. Like uh, I mean, I I've never I've never done a bringer show myself, but I get I get emails. And it's so actually these emails are crazy because it's like the guy is like pitching it to you like he's selling something. He's like, uh, if you uh, if you do these two bringer shows, then you can go to the third one without bringing anyone. And if you got if you pay, you know, if you bring three people, you get four minutes, and if you bring five people, you get ten minutes. And it's like, 
Oh my God! It's like such a like a guy's whole life is just you know pitching these uh, bringer shows. I've heard of comics going down to New York, and because they know nobody there because they're not from New York, right? Uh, they like just go onto the street and be like, they. I've heard comics pay people say like, here I'll give you twenty bucks. You can go in and have a drink and just watch my show. Like that's desperation. Yeah, well, well it's because it's going to cost you probably like a hundred bucks yeah, to get on stage for five minutes that no one's going to like. The bringer shows don't lead to anything. No, no one watches the bringer show. I mean, they're, they're, I'm sure there's audiences there, but you're not going to you're not going to advance at all getting on putting on a bringer show. You know? Do you prefer, have you been? I know that there's this thing called being passed at clubs down there. Yes. Have you I, been passed? I also heard there's that thing. I uh, have you been I passed have, at I any have, clubs? I have not yet been tested. Uh, to pass or fail I've just been basically doing uh, like you know independent shows so far like uh, I have uh, I have a showcase coming up at the comic strip right when I get back in early August but again that's going to be like a pretty you know dumpy little uh, showcase kind of thing like that you know it's like if you if you pass that one then you get to do garbage shows during the midweek you know nice yeah oh yes I'm really excited about it you're living the dream oh yeah totally you're sparkling right now Now what? Uh, no, we we do a segment on this show called uh, "Defending Your Act," where uh, now actually Andre, Andre Arruda is right beside you. He's lying down. He's crashed out beside you. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I gave him a couple of pills. He's gonna be, he's gonna be what are you going to do with him afterwards? <laughs> he still has to be on the show tonight, so I hope that you have some uh, smelling salts to wake him up later. Uh, Andre, if, if there's if you want to pop in on the show, if there's something that you want to say uh, in regards to what Fraser's talking about, I now what? Um, now in going and just sort of like. Now, whenever I go to the States, people always listen to the way that I talk, and they always think that I'm, A, I'm from, even when I'm up here, people think that I'm from the United States, and they always think that I'm from, like, from the Midwest or something like that. But you have a pretty unique sort of voice of twang. To yes. Your, now, where do people think that you're from? People have no idea. I, I have, like, a bit in my act from, like, you know, eight years ago of someone trying to guess where I'm from. But, I mean, like, I literally, I've heard every guess. I, like, when I'm down there... They know I'm Canadian. Like I, because like the way I hit vowels and stuff like that is, you know, pretty Canadian. Right. But a lot of people don't really know for sure because I talk too fast for them to really, you know, gain uh, gain an understanding of the accent specific. You know. Um, now, uh, now is now being from not from New York. Is there are New Yorkers like are there certain things that you find that you can't joke about when you're down there? No, New York is pretty much like everything. Everything is open territory. There's nothing. Nothing that people are like, oh, no, too soon. But, but basically, New York is like, if you're going to do anything, it's too late. Right. Like, any topical joke, like, don't even Someone's don't even it. touch it. Because, you know, 15 guys have, are doing that joke right now on various stages, you know? There, but there isn't that thing in New York of just like, hey, you're not from around here. You can't joke about that. No. There is not. There, I mean, like, because you know what? Like, there's not that many comics that are from New York. Like, right. Like, most of the guys that I'm hanging out with. Are from everywhere else, and that's why they're super cool about it. Because you know, they when they moved to New York, they didn't know anyone either. So people like you know try and give you help. I mean, well, most guys will. There's some guys that are dicks and are like trying to you do know, it for themselves. Exactly. Yeah. They, they think that if if you get somewhere, then it, it hurts their chances. If, like if one person out of the eight thousand comics in New York City gets this thing, then my chances are through. Kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Now, uh, no, we yeah, like I said, we do a segment on the show called "Defending Your Act." Has there ever been a time where there's ever been like material that you've been sort of like you've been hesitant to do because you think that it might alienate a crowd or it might like get people to walk out or uh, or or just you sort of worry about some club manager being like hey you can't do those bits or there was there was a bit that i wish i was more hesitant about doing it that i tried uh, a few times like uh, when i first started i was like you know you know young kid uh super clean cut about everything you know like didn't really do 
And then uh, after after like a couple of years, I started. I wanted to like shed that reputation, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do some like edgy stuff. I'm gonna get you know like really dirty. But it was like it just wasn't funny. It was just like me trying to find humor in like not natural ways. So I had I had a bit about uh, the Pope eating abortions. Yes. And uh, and it just like it, I tr- I tried it uh, once and just I mean obviously just like murdered like just like no like not in a good way. Just like the the crowd was just dead and just like. Uh, destroyed like i was like oh my god like you what are you talking about and then i went and blamed it on the crowd you guys are garbage you guys don't know what's going on and it's like stormed off the stage and it's like i should have hesitated a little bit more Do can think- i guess the punchline for that joke uh I, you know what i don't even know if i remember the punchline, oh. but dig in yeah. was it um these abortions are making me thirsty yeah <laughs> I, I wish that was <laughs> i wish that was because the they're salty get it you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna bring it back i'm gonna bring, bring it back, back and that's the punchline yeah, oh, yeah, take right. my abortions please yeah, yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> The uh, <laughs> I flew in on this abortion. Boy, is my vagina tired. Or are my coat hangers tired. Yeah. The, uh, I, I've written other abortion jokes since then, which also didn't really work. But I wasn't at least I uh, I wasn't uh, ashamed that I did them in the first place. Like the Pope eating abortions just was it wasn't even a joke. It was just me trying to get reaction out of the shock of it. You know? Do you get Do you get the sense that like crowds are sort of like if they're introduced to you as a likable character on stage, then they don't want to see you be edgy or raunchy or anything like that? Uh, I think it depends on on the crowd. It's, it's like I guess for me, it's how you set it up. Like I try and usually walk the middle like I, I don't want to be like too mainstream and i certainly i can't get away with being too edgy i guess that's, that's what you're saying is like i can't because like when i go up there i'm kind of like the goofy kid right and so if i'm gonna go all you know in this and incest and fucking nuns and all that like people are like come on man that's not who you who you're trying to kid basically i think right. it's more than anything you know not well, they're going to be offended, just they're not going to buy it from me. Because you know? I know they like comics evolve over over time, and you know, and they they, they want to shed their, some of their old happier jokes. Or, yeah. Or depending on where they are in their life, well, or maybe they want to get happier jokes instead of edgier jokes. Yeah. Sometimes, but even even if like a, even if crowds start liking you as an angry guy, and then all of a sudden you go through some change where you're not this sort of angry, pissed off dude, and then they're like, oh well, we want you, we liked you more as the angry guy, but and then sometimes. Whether you're trying to be angry or whether you're trying to be happy, you think that a crowd can get that sense of whether you are being genuine with what you say? I think I think that they do. I think it's like just people in general. If you if you talk to someone, you know, just like at a, in a conversation on the street, and you try and put yourself off as something that you are not, I think it comes across pretty easily. Like, what, what, who is this guy trying to kid? Kind of right. thing, you know. And it's the same thing. Like on stage, probably even just magnified. It's like I think it basically comes down to people can sense. Uh, it, does this guy believe this stuff? Like, is this is this what, for me? Because it, is is it my sense of humor? Well, if it's not, people are going to find out in a hurry. Because I mean, like my I have it pretty well defined of the the way I do things. You know, I've heard I had a comedy club manager tell me that being a dirty comic is just taking the easy road. And I, what do you think about that? Do you think that I think it, it can be like there's there's an for easy some people, way to do yeah. everything. You know, like there's there's any any kind of material they're doing. There's the easy way to do it, and then there's the clever way to do it. You know, it's uh, it all depends on. I mean, you take the easy way for everything. Everything. I all know. Your, all your I'm stuff is garbage. Just easy. <laughs> easy, easy garbage shit. The crowds that you that you play to in New York are they mostly like tourists? Do you feel? Like no, 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 no. I'm, are they I'm, mostly? Are yeah. you at rooms where they're mostly New Yorkers that you're applying? Exactly. Well, mostly again, like even like the people that I that are at these rooms, a lot of them are just like moved in from outside of New York that are just now living there. I guess, but maybe the New York area though. But it's like I play like a lot of shows in like like Williamsburg or like the Lower East Side where it's not like tourists. Is not. I mean, you get like. Bridge and tunnel is what they describe. That's like uh, like the nine oh five. I guess we're not, it's not a Toronto thing anyway. But uh, like bridge and tunnel is kind of like the people come from like New Jersey and Connecticut, 
but those people don't really go to like, that many comedy shows. If they're going to go to a comedy show, they're going to go to like Caroline's or you know right, like the comic yeah. strip or something like that. Something that you know where they oh I, I saw this on TV you know kind of thing. They're not they're not going to like the more underground rooms you know. Are there a lot of Canadians down there with you that you hang yeah, out with? There's, there's, or? there's quite a few. There's, there's enough. There's uh, you know like uh, Christine and Jen are down there and uh, and Noam and Mary uh, are, are down there as well. I'm just gonna name off first names because yeah, I assume because that everyone, everyone on knows this, uh, on this first name basis. Yeah, Christine <laughs> von Hagen and Jen Grant, two very funny comedians. And Phil Hanley's down there quite Phil often. Phil Hanley, yeah, Phil Hanley just got back down there again in May. He's doing really well as well. Yeah. What uh, what do you well, now? What's your idea of doing really well down there? Is it just what you can walk into a club and get on, or is it yes? Just although I mean, he's not he's not at that level yet to walk into a club. But I'm just like he's progressing. Like he he and I came down like around ish the same time, and he's uh, he's doing he's doing really well down there. Yeah. yeah. Do, is is there have you found any sort of big differences between Toronto and uh, and New York crowds? Uh in terms of the crowds, not really. I mean, like it's it's a pretty. Pretty aggressive crowd. I mean, I guess like with the states, anything in in the states is they go for more racial humor in general, which I had not yet incorporated into my act. But why not? Boy, will I! Oh boy! Oh well, boy! Because there's so many guys down there doing that, and that's really no. What do you mean by racial humor? Uh, the difference between like this crazy this Mexican race did and this? this race. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. And, and right. then blah 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 blah. And then the punchline is, and that guy was Mexican. Oh my god! You know. And, do you find that uh, that Americans embrace their racism more? Like they're more. I don't know if it's like necessarily racism. Uh, it's or they it's, embrace their races more. Yeah, like I think I think it's just like a matter of really celebrating. So although I, you know what, it's it's enough here in Canada. People just I think are a little more sensitive about. I mean, because some of the jokes down there are funny, like race based jokes. I'm not saying that none of them are funny. Some of them are funny, but I find that it's, it's harder to get laughs doing race based jokes in Canada than it is in in like the states. Especially because, uh, like, and if you go to like a lot of smaller towns around here, uh, there there is only one race. It's all white people. So if you do like a race based joke, everyone's like, "Is he is he being racist? Am I am I racist if I'm laughing at this?" Is I find that-, that yeah, it's more white people. If you're doing a a racist whatever joke, yeah. or you're using another race in your joke, it's always the white people are like, "I'm too scared to laugh." But the people that you're doing the joke about are laughing their asses off. Well, I always find more. Mul- I think multi uh, multicultural crowds are more likely to laugh at any sort of race, like it's yeah. something that might be a joke that's based on race. Yeah. Now, why do you think that? Why do you think that is that Canadians are more like? But even do you even find like a, a crowd of multicultural people in Canada compared to the states? I don't. And, know, I, I refuse to play multicultural crowds. I want. Uh, you I want, want all white. Pure all white. white or white. all black or <laughs> yeah. all Mexican. Yeah. You want and, a cross burning behind you yeah, exactly. as you're doing. Well, you know, you know, it's, it's it's all it's all one thing. So if if I see there's mostly white people in the crowd, then I'll kick everyone else out and say you guys come to the second show when I'm doing you know like my my all black show or whatever. Right. Which I mean I do usually probably about once a week I do an all black show. <laughs> an all black show. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I I've just always been curious about the sort of the the, sep- the the differences between American crowds dealing with race and Canadian crowds dealing with race. I mean, I guess it's I think in L.A. it's way more prevalent where there's where there's like a, a larger uh, Mexican population and like you mean you when you go down to L.A. like every every other guy is you know Mexicans this and this and that you know. Uh, I well, think- Mexicans are not the minority in L.A. They're the majority. Yeah. Like there's more Mexicans than white people there. And that's why I hate L.A. They had like. <laughs> <laughs> But they had oh, like. Wait, no, I thought you were going for a different point. I'm sorry, I, I made a mistake. I, was- <laughs> I love tacos. Taco trucks are the greatest thing ever invented. But uh, no, like, because I was down there for a little while, and there was a lot of of Mexican based humor. Yes. And like, they would have the refried beans of comedy and tons of those shows. But like, I don't. I, 
like New York, it, they are like New York still prides themselves as being like the we're you know we're the real comedy, and so this is you know like the comedians of comedy. That's like that's what people are striving for. It's like there's not we're not uh, we're not going to base it, but there are still enough shows of like okay, well now we got re- this is like the woman show, and this one is going to be you know the black guy shows, and this is going to be. Although I heard uh, Todd Valentine or before was talking about like all the differences. You never see uh, here. Here's going to be the big guy show. Here's here's going to be the fat people show. You never. I've never once seen that in my. I life. know that there's a comic in Toronto. Uh, I can't remember who it is right now, but he's going to start. He's going to start a, a show called uh, Former Fat Kid Show because a lot of comics were former fat kids. I'm a former fat kid. Um, I can name a ton of comics that used to be bigger. And really, I think it's because like uh, I def- want you to out those people. I want you to out them all. All right, name names. Uh, who's the thinnest? <laughs> who can we who can we mention former fat comics? Destroyed. But it is it is like I think that like uh, for me at least uh, it was all about my humor was how I deflect s- deflected stuff. So I think that's why uh, a lot of former fatties are funny. Yeah, I think it's, it's in general like you won't find a lot of comics who don't have uh, you know crazy past major <laughs> problems social emotional problems social up, you know exactly. I, I mean I'm I'm the exception obviously I'm super cool. Uh, but all you other weirdos, I find, are uh, pretty tough to deal with. Well, I think there's, I mean, there, there's something wrong with you when you feel the need that you have to get up on stage and, and, and talk to well, I, I think there's always more to it than, I just want to make people laugh. Yeah, no. You know? It's like, I know lots of funny people. They don't have to go up on stage and do it, you know? Well, I'm, I've often said before that stand-up is my ideal relationship is because I just do all the talking for eight minutes and I never see you again. Yeah. <laughs> and also I, yeah, also, I don't have to remember anyone's names. Yeah, exactly. Because I have abandonment issues. We but, had a discussion about this. Um, do you think think that because a lot of people are like oh you hang out with comedians all the time i bet you it's a laugh riot all the time and we were kind of talking about it and it's like there are certain situations where i've never had more fun than when i'm with a bunch of comedians because everyone's just playing off each other and the thing is it's always like who can get crazier rape and abortion and you wouldn't do that with your other friends usually well it depends on the friends but Yeah. yeah exactly but there is sometimes when it gets super annoying too when it's like I mean, I've been at like like brunch with a bunch of comics, and like someone will say a joke, and then it's just like everyone builds up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up! One guy made a joke. Just let it sit. You don't uh, have to top every single joke that comes in. Yeah, not every everything does not need to be tagged. Yeah, exactly. Or it's just or it's like, uh, hey, hey, man, can you pass the ketchup? Hey, you know, ever noticed with ketchup? No, (laughs) no, we never noticed. I probably have noticed that with ketchup, but I did not feel the need to bring it up as a fucking bit. I hate comics that slow that kind of work their bits into a conversation. because oh, they want you to tag it for them. Yeah. Uh, well, there, I know, I know quite a few comics that will, will say something. They'll do their joke, and then some really awesome comics who are great writers will yeah. be like, tag, tag, tag. And then next thing you know, they're on stage doing all those tags. It's like, okay. I see it more as just people who are just looking for laughs in everyday yeah. life. Like I, I haven't seen that many. It's like comics who have been doing that joke for 10 years and then like bring it up in, the, in a conversation. It's like, are you, are you kidding me? <laughs> do you think that we don't recognize this from your ass, man? Yeah, exactly. That's the best. Yeah. yeah. But well, now one thing is like whatever you go, whatever town that you go to, there's always like another local town that you have to that is always the acceptable place to make fun of. Yes, exactly. And what is that in New York? When you're in New York, where do you make fun of? Like uh, in Toronto, if you're New if Jersey. You, oh, really? Like New Jersey is the butt. Like anything, yeah. Like Newark, you can like you can base Trenton. Any any town you want to tag, or just Jersey as a state is. Uh, is the is the little brother? You know. Okay. Do you have like I? That annoys me when comics do that. Sometimes when they come out on a show and they're like, "Well, it's not like those people from Scarborough." Yeah. 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 Oh, but like that, like, I remember like uh, at this club, Comedywood, that used to be in Toronto. Oh, you yes. have like they bring American comics up all the time, and so many say, "What's uh, what's the town near here that everyone makes fun of?" It's like, 
Hamilton. Right. Like, oh, yeah. So it's just, you know, I'm glad to be anywhere there's electricity because I was in Hamilton last night. It's like, yeah, come yeah. on, man. Have you ever done that to uh, an American comic that's, well, I, I do this sometimes because I'm a bitch, but um, they'll be like, do you guys have grocery stores up here? And I'll just be like, no. <laughs> no. Absolutely I not. I oh, man. You can I get- wish we could get food from places. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I was, my, I actually did see, there was like a, a comic from New York that came up here and he actually said, do you guys got bottled water up here? And you were <laughs> like, what, what, were you blindfolded and thrown into a van and then just thrown on stage at the club like did you just have blinders on was there like at no point did you look around you you didn't go to one fucking convenience store you stupid piece of shit it's like did you not know with like a bottled water it's like it was just that was just so obnoxious somebody use that for his intro yes here's a stupid Your piece of shit that know we had somebody said water. that a comic and i'm not going to name names but somebody said that a american comics actually said to them do you guys have valentine's day up here and I w- and <laughs> and that's a that's a fucking pig-headed you f- stupid American question. I would have totally said yes, but it's in November, so make sure you mention that it's in November. <laughs> but like, what do you think about it? It's j- it's possible possible that they have you know because like, there's different holidays between America and Canada. Theoretically, it could be possible that we don't celebrate uh, Valentine's Day. It could be possible, but I mean. It is a super self-centered American yeah. thing to do. Yeah, I mean, like, because me, well, I remember when uh, when I went down to America and found out they don't have Boxing Day. They, well, yeah. that's, there's, that's, there's no Boxing Day. Was it, it's what? like Black Friday after Thanksgiving down there. I guess. Yeah, right. I guess that's that's their Boxing Day. Yeah, uh, losers. Fraser, we got to wrap things no, up, but I want just kidding. I want to be American more than anything. I know that. <laughs> that's that's always a big beef with me that like when a lot of Canadian comics will diss Americans or American uh, uh, or. American politics is one thing, but whenever America, Canadian comics will diss America, I'm like, yeah, but you would give your fucking kidney to work. That's true. There. Exactly. You right. give you you any Canadian comic right now, and you said, here's a green card. Do you understand how many people would murder for a green card I right would, now? In a moment. Yeah, if I would murder Dave. Like both right of now. your throats would be so slit, and Andre, I <laughs> I got him from groin to throat. I'm yeah. fucking for, for, ready for all of you right even, now. No, even if you're he was not. In agreement, he's like, ah, fine. Have your green card. I don't <laughs> care. You're fucking done, man. Uh. Yeah. Fraser, you're on the East End Comedy Reunion tonight. Yes, I am. Thank you so much for coming down. And if people are on the interweb, where can they find you? At the youngfraser.com. And uh, they can find out your gigs and what you're up to. Exactly. And, uh, they, can, they can ask me questions. Oh, man, we'll, we'll have a gay old time. All right, if you have any questions or concerns, there's always two ways you can get in touch with us. Uh, the first... All right, this is uh, that was the old shit of uh, Fraser Young, uh, Todd Van Allen, and Andre Ruta uh, um, from the Dominion on Queen before one of the shows was Kathleen and McGee, and I did that. Uh, so um, I hope you enjoyed that. It was some old crap, and then uh, but uh, listen in every week once again. The only show in the history of Sirius XM to be nominated for two Canadian Comedy Awards in a row. Yeah, this is the podcast bonus shit.